Hello, welcome to this Valentine's Day special on the Honest War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Hello to the wonderful people of the Honest War Gamer Twitch chat. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How I have missed you considerably. Hello, Phil Spriggers. Lovely to meet you over the weekend. Lex, hi, gorgeous. Uh, hello, hello. Eon Blue, hello. Uh, happy Wellington's Day, is that a thing? Uh, Wolfen Studios, good morning. Lex Blunkin, what up, Stu? Thanks for resubbing. Grey Lycan, Real Ben McCowan, Stanford Gloom Spite, Gitly and Dave. My two favourite internet trolls. Uh, hello, Jeffrey. Hello, McLeod. Uh, hello, One Eyed Gamer. Club, club, club. Hot Sauce Teddy. Adias Knight. What's going on? What's going on? Let's, uh, let's do some catch ups. I want to ask how you all are. Obviously, we've got event results to talk about. Uh, we'll get those uh, in a moment. What? Oh. Um, Stormcast Eternal stonks, uh, apparently. Apparently, yes. Sorry, I've just realized I'm just not saying anything there. Whew. Start the show. Um, fun story. I once told my girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Even better, we got back together and later she's now my wife. Huh, Dave, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I mean, what a story. Wow. Uh, hello, Haken, bonjour. Uh, Jeffrey Musius, hello. Tristan, how about that Meg place in? The Meg, the Meg. Yeah, I see it, Tristan. I love the energy you bring to the room, Tristan. Thank you. Um, all about today. Uh, love today, I hope. Yeah, today will just be a day of love. Uh, Mega, the, the Megsorian. That's right. The Megsorian that we saw from the weekend. Stormcast Eternal Stonks are already so high, you should buy now. <laughs> Great job of the weekend, Rob. Uh, the tables looked amazing. That time spent on the scene was well worth it. Thanks, Gary and Ten. Uh, I am very chuffed with it. We spent a lot of um, Beast of Chaos wins. Got myself this weekend with the new rules. Go on. Well done. Uh, I hope people enjoy it. Uh, the Love Club. That's what today is. Uh, and in recognition of that, I've obviously got my good friend James as part of the Love Club. Um, there he is. New question. What is Legion of the First Prince, please? It says Big Round Specs 53. Okay. Legion of the First Prince is Bellacore's, like narratively, is Bellacore's Legion, where combined under uh, the First Prince, Bellacore, the first, uh, first Demon Prince, um, uh like he's able to take draw demons from any faction because he's really uh he's kind of the demon equivalent of archeon able to bring forces together from different factions but archeon's the only one who can command mortal and demon uh, and instead uh bellacor can do the others uh this in-game allows you to bring uh, anything with the demon and chaos keyword which means you can develop yourself some sweet cool theme narrative armies he's kind of a big deal yeah Trailer uh, nearly as good as that. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, I'm just living my life. Uh, oh, no, Wolfen Studios. I'm so sorry. Hello, Wolfen Studios. Uh, my commiserations to you and, and my love to your friend. Uh, hello, Amor Willis. It was great seeing you at the weekend. Um, hello, Fish. It was even better seeing you. That's right. I said it. I said it, Admiral Willis. I'm joking. It's great seeing you both. Thanks, Robin. Thanks for noob shaming me. Happy Valentine's Day. I would never noob shame someone. Well, I will noob shame you later. Uh, just look at it. Um, uh, go there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Uh, there we go. What a nice, cute photo. There's James. 
Uh, <laughs> right, okay, so we've got event results. So b before we do that, uh, I want to know, I said not noob shaming me. I know, but I'm going to noob shame you later. That's how it works, baby. Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the chat. Uh, you got a free pass day one. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right, so let's talk about the weekend, catch up. Obviously... I spent the weekend, well, uh, I spent all of Friday setting up for the stream. I think it went quite well. Uh, the roaming cam seemed to generally work, which was nice. The audio seemed to work uh, from the players, which was really nice. I will spend some of tomorrow, like, uploading the videos and, and put them all on YouTube and all that other crap. Um, so that was it. Knackered me, though. Like, uh, I know I did commentary on my own um, over the weekend. On my own. <laughs> all right, duck. <laughs> Sorry, I went, I went a bit, I went, I went slightly too English working class there. Um, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, how are the printers? The printers doing? I don't think the printers are going to work. Yeah, because the printers are now that button for the moment. They do this, uh, <laughs> uh, but I will, I will, I will change back to the printer button in a bit. Um, uh, were you on your own, Ducky? I was. You got it, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Good old county. Uh, were they okay with so many people about? The printers were fine, but we didn't. I didn't turn them on this weekend uh, just in case. But I think that they would have been fine um, with the players uh, in attendance. I was a bit I was a bit uncomfortable about it, so I just didn't do it, really. Um, but yeah, so just catch up, everyone, on what I've been doing on a personal front. Uh, Friday, we did all the setup, did all that, all the organisation. We were here till, I don't know, midnight or something, getting it all prepped and organised and stuff. Um, so that's fun. Uh, and then, uh, then Saturday, obviously, did the stream. And then Sunday, I would like to say I pretty much crashed out, but I didn't. I met up with uh, the wonderful Mr. Colonel Cabbage uh, and Matt, intern Matt, and we all had some coffees and stuff. And then I played, well, I didn't play, uh, but Cabbage was explaining Root to me, which is a board game, uh, if no one has ever checked out. It's also a game you can get on your phone, and I think you can also uh, get it on Steam. Um, so this is it. Uh, I haven't played it fully yet, uh, but I do absolutely, uh, one second, I'll show you guys. Um, uh, there we go. I do absolutely intend, uh, on picking it up. Not now. I don't, I, I can't afford it now, but in the next, uh, next few months, because it's really cute, really, really, really cute. Um, super fun, really great artwork, like just look lovely. Um, and was super fun. Like with Marvel Crisis Protocol in the works and some other stuff, um, but like it sounded like it was a really fun little cute game, um, and especially when I could get the girlfriend to play. So uh, there we go. Um, but yeah, Furry Wars is another way of describing it. Uh, so uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to to give that a go in the future. I think. Um, did you enjoy a routine with Colonel Cabbage? I did. Try not to spoil the results of the weekend. I'm still watching through. Okay, uh, well I'll try not to. Uh, do North Americans pronounce it route? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Collius has got it right. Um, apparently, so it, it felt a lot like Redwall because there was like a, a lot of like, uh, you know, woodland creatures. And if you've not read the Redwall series of books, or if you happen to have some young children and would like to read some books that may make them turn into an adult like me, then Redwall is uh, the series of books that I would read them, uh, which would be good. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the same company to a car game called Fort. Uh, uh, oh, nice. Okay. Well, um, uh, Root, like, it seemed really fun, but then someone suggested to me Burrows and Badgers. 
Burrows and Badgers. I think it was Mr. Henry Steele from the Coat of Paint. What a person. Uh, which is a little bit cheaper, I think. I don't know what this is. It's a skirmish game, which, as you know, triggers me pretty massively. Uh, thanks, Parry Gallister, for resubscribing. Uh, that's very much appreciated. Um, but I don't know if anyone in the chat has played Burrows and Badgers. Uh, but it looked cute as heck um, when I was looking at some of the pages. Uh, uh, Skaven have infiltrated root. Mice and Mystics. What's this? Uh, fuck off, Dave. <laughs> More models than a Sons of Ever army. <laughs> Mice and Mystics. What's this? Wait, Burrows and Badgers has got miniatures. Has it? Miniatures by Michael Lovejoy. Can we find the miniatures? Okay, we've got to go find this. Uh, the skirmish game. Okay, burrowsandpatches.com. We should have gone there first. About burrows. I love the artwork. Like, I'm all for the glitz and glam of, of Age of Sigmar. But, like, you know, there's a kind of trad, like, bit of artwork that goes on with, like, these kind of comfy games. Um, Silver Million is good, too. More, more, uh... Mice and Mystics was recommended for me uh, for the girlfriend as well by some clubmates last week. Uh, did you get it? Have you played it? It's the sweetest, cutest, happiest thing in miniatures. I'm in. All right, let's do it then. It's the, That's Henry, you fucking babe. I'd really like to see you again, Henry, at some point. It'd be so nice to catch up. Um, about Boris and Badgers, gallery. Give me a gallery. A mouse house. I'm in. <laughs> I'm absolutely in. This looks cute as heck. Um... It looks cute. Squirrels? Okay. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's... I don't know how much it'll cost, but let's get the entire range. Let's paint it up as a secret. It is the stat center today. Yeah, we're just doing... So, Miles, if you haven't, for some reason, tuned in uh, during our Warhammer Club shows, which are 11 till 3, we start the show off with just some stuff that occurred in the past few days or from when we were last live, um, which was some stuff to talk about. I catch up with the chat, uh, and then I get into it, which is uh, a nice thing for me, because then I just don't go into it cold. It gives me a way to warm up and talk about it. But we'll absolutely be talking about event results from the weekend. Maybe go get yourself a cup of tea. Don't know how much longer I'm going to take on this. Might be a while. Might be 10 minutes. Um, hello, Pershaw. AOS crossover army when? They'll be more easy to identify what Armin's army. I agree. It's okay. It's very dice dependent, which they don't give you enough of, which makes it a touch frustrating at times. What the game is... Dave, have you played this? Oh, are you talking about Rose and Badgers? My Mystics is a dungeon crawl. It's fun and has rats of Nim and meets D&D vibe. Oh, Mice and Mystics. Okay, yeah, this is fun. But I do like the idea of this like this skirmish game especially because i like the idea of doing some boards for burrows and badges so i should close those down um i like the idea of doing some sweet ass boards has anyone done uh an online burrows and badges playthrough on youtube i reckon that'd be cute um burrows and badges a skirmish game of anthropomorphic animals all right yeah let's deep dive this later in the week okay we'll buy it and then we'll deep dive it right we'll do uh, in the one of the latest shows in the week we'll buy it and we'll deep dive it right that sounds super fun. Um, uh, <laughs> like, because I think that would be a really fun to... So thank you to Henry. Thank you to Colonel Cabbage. Oh, I lost my voice a bit yesterday from, from, from Saturday. Um, uh, thank you to Cabbage for showing me Root and, uh, and allowing me to, to picture war games in a cute and adorable setting. Uh, and thank you to Henry for sending me this so I could picture them in an even cuter and more adorable setting, I think is the uh, the truth, which is perfect, which is perfect for Valentine's Day. Like, 
I don't know about your your girlfriends, but my girlfriend would particularly enjoy this. Maybe this is the Valentine's Day treat. Uh, I probably can't pick this up today, though. Um, but it looks cute, right? Looks cute as heck. So there we go. Um, uh, does it have a flying fox that can move the enemy shoe face? <laughs> cute and adorable beach creatures beating each other to get death. Maybe they... Oh, it's cheap. Wow. It's very cheap. Like two pounds for a little otter. Ah, cute. All right. I mean, there's lots of minis though. So like, okay. All right. Um, Honke was nothing meant by that statement. Okay. Anyway, we'll put them to the side. Root look cool. Um, I'm looking forward to playing in the future. Maybe I'll play on stream. Maybe you guys get into it. Maybe it'll be fun. Um, I would like to do some more, as I've talked about, 2022 is the time when I start to explore other game systems and other rule sets. Doesn't mean I'm leaving Age of Sigmar or 40k behind, it just means I'd like to add them another string to my bow. If I could be like a Lumineth Archer, terrible obviously, um, I could have three strings to my bow, which would be nice. Uh, who wouldn't, who wouldn't like to add, uh, some more strings to Rob's bow? Then he could shut up talking about things over and over again, uh, uh, LRL are in the bin. Thank you. Hello, Bobbin. Yes. Hello, Ross. Does it have a flying fox? No, it doesn't. Jambo AOS. Uh, hello. Glad to check in live. Hello, Jambo AOS. Uh, I'd also like to shout out French Wargame, who featured the AOS stats on uh, their stat show uh, this week in Franche. In complete Franche. So uh, the Honest Wargamer stats are now multilingual. That's right. Uh, uh, bonjour. Uh, I, I present to you the honest walk up of stats. Uh, it's how they sounded. Uh, when you're ready, I've seen some videos of root tournament games. Yes, that's also true. Also, apparently, there's live coverage of root tournaments as well. I'm getting in. Uh, Hydro Homie checking in. Really enjoyed the one off cut up, uh, the one off uncut app, club app. Uh, any app, the long form podcast that can continue, says Cup. Uh, yeah, I think so, buddy. Uh, I'm going to talk to Scrivo uh, probably tomorrow at this point because my day's full now. Um, and then just put the long form shows in. Um, if Hydro Homies want it, Hydro Homies get it, basically. So I'll put the long-form uh, shows in. Uh, so <laughs> unplayable, correct, Phil? Absolutely unplayable. <laughs> All right, let's start with some event results. Let's start some event results. I'd like to talk about the event from the weekend, uh, my event, but apparently the TO hasn't made the um, the... The tournament information public which is just well, don't forget your intro for the youtube thugs yeah i'll do that in a minute don't worry about it um i'll do a more condensed version for those guys um why haven't i made this public how do i make it public these things this entire event i set up on pcp just hasn't wanted to um become like public i don't know why i can't show you Anyway, well, I can't show on the screen. Uh, Nogal Matthew, thanks for resubbing, baby. Dig it, I may be kind of sort of going to play some old school 40k. Sorry, I mean, bolt action. Uh, <laughs> um, the spot one day, one day is don't matter. Ob skip. I know one day is don't matter, but I just want to, I just want to shout out Dennis. I want to shout out all the people. Dennis in his first event, uh, did super well. You should be super proud. Uh, James Powell, my friend uh great work there tom waller great Eccles great charlie great baz went two one go on baz with his goon spike gets and the crag bro um the meg in sixth place seventh place sorry the meg um phil 
uh, with his beautiful Luminous Realm Lords army, one coolest army. Uh, Will, great dude. John, Tom. Tom had a great time. The big fish, just being a babe. Dan, Daffid, John, Jamie Reader. John Farmer, what a great dude as well. Jamie uh, was wicked. Like, Jamie's first event as well. Jamie, absolute, like, absolute legend. First event. It was like three or four, I think it was like maybe three people's first event. And the atmosphere was fantastic. Like, I told all the new starters, I was like, look, go to any event in the atmosphere is like this. But it's not necessarily true. Like, I was really enthused by the event. Like, there was just a lot of big energy. Daffid was there. Like, he's fantastic. Uh, that's me. Hey, Jambo. Uh, Jamie, you're fantastic. You're great fun. Um, so, like, it was just a good weekend. So, like, I, interesting, my experience of the little one day I held at the TSN Arena felt a bit counter to uh, some people's experiences over the weekend um, at some of the other events. But for me personally, I walked away from Saturday thinking, you know what, Warhammer or Wargaming. Probably Wargaming is the, the better answer because it's not really just Warhammer, is it? Wargaming is great. Like, I bet if you went to a Marvel event, same atmosphere, you'd just be like, this is brilliant. So Wargaming is just a fucking great laugh, personally. Uh, hey, Johnny Thunder. Hey, uh, uh, Daffy was a lovely fella. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Life is cruel, boys. It's true. I want to come to this arena event. You should at some point. Uh... The play audio on different camera really helped he helped up the stream interestingly interesting i would like i would like to know what you guys thought of the live stream if you do go and watch back um interested to know what your thoughts and feelings are i would like to add player audio in the future um it's challenging uh very very challenging but i think we did it well and i think the audio was also quite crisp and clean and that's got to be the other point as well that it's crisp and clean it can't just be like one or the other right um hello greg it made it more evocative and easy to follow Roman Cam was great too. That's also, um, Jim, it takes, it doesn't matter. You might not care, but like, hey, Boise, thanks for subbing. But I'll just let you know, right? So it requires like a wireless kit and a camera that's got clean HDMI out. So you're talking nearly 1,200 pounds to get that, that Roman Cam. And you're like, and like, so I was like trying to use it as much as possible. That doesn't include a human being to operate it. And then when you like, when we did it, I was like, this is great. But fuck, that's a lot of money to get that, like, and a lot of work. So I don't know. Um, thanks, IP Toothless. Uh, I did the team event back in July. It was great. Do more 40k events, please. There's Pershaw. Pershaw, I absolutely will. Um, there's one soon. There's one in two weeks. Uh, so thanks, Blunkin, for donating uh, gift sub. Uh, and I'm going to do one in uh, March as well. So um, I'll let you guys know as soon as I've done it, if that helps. Thanks, Blunkin. What's going on? Uh, Widley Fingerbang has just picked up a, gi a gift sub for... Thanks, Widley Fingerbang. And thanks, Bearded Wonder, for subscribing. Um, oh, Steerpike in the chat. Uh, our winner of the one-day event we held over the weekend, Dennis the Menace. Uh, shout out. Can we just shout out to Steerpike in the chat uh, for his uh, <laughs> his first, uh, first tournament? And he went 3-0. And he played really 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 well really well like absolutely brilliantly he should be super chuffed with himself shout out dennis in the chat uh so that is our man um uh steer pike like really good me and cabbage had like a really really big chat about the game afterwards and we think dennis played really well he played really well um for his first event so dennis can't wait to see some more events in the future also i think dennis is playing maybe this saturday coming um at an event his second event ever uh, and the to for that event is colonel cabbage who he beat <laughs> in the final game <laughs> so uh <laughs> he's, 
uh, and wait, and I Irian app, uh, mobile into a wireless cam. Uh, Irian app, Irian app. I'm gonna write that down for myself. Thanks, One Eye Gamer. I'm gonna do that for myself now. Um, thanks, baby. Um, uh, thanks, John Connie, for donating 100 bits. Lol, prepare to get wrecked, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, uh, I think you'll find Dennis that you get zero points for this. Uh, so yeah, uh, Dennis did great, and he should be super chuffed with himself. But everyone did really great as well. Like everyone, Jamie just out there. Like Dennis' first event, he won. Jamie, I don't, I think first his first event came dead last, but it doesn't matter. He came with the right attitude, had a great time, um, and, and and different learning experiences. I think Dennis came super prepped. I think Jamie came like to just experience the the process. And honestly, it's such a good feeling making someone's first event a good time like so good oh man oh man like i got to meet baz from the warrior lodge he was like lovely dude he messaged me afterwards like really good really good uh seemed like a really nice event well done uh dennis yeah anyway okay so let's talk about other events and let's stop going on about the event that i ran um but i did enjoy it so whatever like i'm allowed to talk about that so we've done the list review we did the list review for war under the mountain 11 and i did shout out and i did say that i think joel would take the event out because the rest of the event was i don't know what the rest of the event were trying to do i think generally break my heart is what they were trying to do uh so this is war under the mountain 11 um i actually need dennis to win the london open to protect my fragile self-esteem <laughs> That's good. Good morning, Dal. Uh, there's no better feeling than matching them into six long strikes in four four minutes first round. Safe in the knowledge it's all up from me. <laughs> I've always been a fan of Hopolite, the Hopolite aesthetic. Hoplites? Hoplites? Screw you, Dan Bradshaw, if you're listening. Uh, right. Joel Graham. Okay. Smashed it. And unsurprisingly smashed it. Very good field. Very good field out there. I want to talk about Matt Tyrrell's uh, list as well, but like Joel went, uh, always been a fan, always been a fan of the hoplite aesthetic. Ever since I watched Chasing the Argonauts, I thought, I wish I could have an army that looked like that. That would be really good. Mm. Okay, so War on the Mountain is an Australian event. Yeah, you got it. You got it, baby. Uh, just love the narrative behind it. Me too. Just wait, America privilege of the first prince bad. This is Australia. This is Australia. America proved losing the first prince bad. How did he win? Well, okay, let's jump to the stats, shall we? Let's go to the stats. And for the first time this week, but not the last, let's thank Warhammer Rob, not me, and... Once again, can you see my tears? Ziggy! Perfect, perfect. Let's let's shout him up. Uh... <laughs> Ziggy! <laughs> Right, so let's look at the Stormcast Eternals and let's look at them since the release of their book. Okay, 47% win rate. Okay, 47% win rate since the release of their book. Okay, super important. I'm assuming this won't be including the stats because surely only real tournaments should get listed and we all know Australia doesn't exist and it's just a global conspiracy. <laughs> no select magic kid and as well. Oh, oh, as well. Oh, okay. 50% win rate. Okay, that's gone up. What if I just select from Magnet King of Nurgle? Whew. Oh, boy. It's just going up, boys. It's just going up. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, right. So, 50% win rate. Okay. 50% win rate. They are 
in the middle. In the middle. Uh, oh, wait, that's Stormcast. Wow, fuck, I'm not meant to be looking at them. I'm meant to be looking at uh, Legion of the First Prince. Um, I know. It's because it's we've all got it on our minds. We've all got Stormcast on our minds. Legion of the First Prince. Where are you? Legion of the First Prince. There you go. Right. Okay. So, Legion of the First Prince, 55% win rate. Yeah? 55% win rate. Rob just obsessed with Stormcast and was not It's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, now, okay, let's talk about this before we go and look at um, uh, his list. So just to give us some context, 55% win rate. Yeah, as you can see, they generally tend to have battle regiments. 70% of lists contained uh, a, ma uh, a battle regiment. Uh, there's also Warlord, Hunts, the Harlands, and Command Entourage as well. Uh, they don't do, we've talked about this previously, they don't do as well into the top factions as you would expect. Uh, so those top factions being defined as anything over a 55% win rate. Um, okay. So, okay, let's do it. 57% win rate, sorry. 57% win rate, okay. But they don't do, I think the important point there is that they don't do particularly well into the top faction, right? They play into the mid and they play into the bottom really well, Okay. Um, and that, well, they play into the bottom incredibly well, and they play into the mid uh, also fantastically. Uh, well, not fantastically, fantastically into the bottom, fine into the mid, and like they don't suffer too much into the top, right? Okay, so forty-six percent. Yeah, so they're bottom table bullies uh, basically, uh, and they can flit around their own tier. Now, that is pretty fair, I think, from the army. The army, I think, lacks certain tools. It's got some great opportunity uh, cost in its own army. But I do think it does lack some elements that it could put into other lists. Um, oh, thanks, first time chatter, chatter Benegal. Uh, but so let's look at Bo Joel's list, shall we? Let's look at Joel's list. Joel McGrath. Uh, so he's took Price Sorcery, so he needs to keep a wizard alive. Um, he's got Bellicor, he's got Kairos Fate Weaver, Blue Scribes, Contorted Epitome, and the Slaves to Darkness Demon Prince. Slaves to Darkness, Demon Prince, right? Ten pink horrors at each, which is unsurprising. Two times five flesh hounds, life swarm, and spell pool. I'd say this is pretty close to um, the list, in my opinion. I've, I've said this before about Legion of the First Prince lists. There are many that you can write, and some of them do feature a bloodthirster of unfettered fury uh, and a bunch of other. Like you don't generally tend to see the blue scribes. Blue scribes is a is a nice other addition. Uh, in here as well, uh, in my opinion, uh, to the army. Uh, you sometimes see it. You sometimes see it. I'd say it's less common. Um, uh, like you definitely see Kairos. You definitely see Bellacore. You definitely see the Slaves of Darkness Demon Prince. Um, and you definitely see the Contorted Epitome. And then everything else is kind of like moving points around, especially since the point psych on horrors and the fact that the Plague Bearers, which used to feature in the list, don't get the five up ward now now they will get a six up ward in legion of the first prince and there is a way to make them have a five up ward as well um uh with the uh, command trait the ruinous aura so that gives everyone everyone's six up ward save which they have for being in legion of the first prince turns into a five up ward save which is really 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 nice um because that means a lot of those characters get gain a five up ward which they previously didn't have as well which is is really good there's pink heralds hold the objectives which is nice and the flesh hounds are just 105 points for again cavalry bases i've talked about this a lot already um but around the 100 point mark for five cavalry bases is very 
very good for screens at this point in age of sigmar like very i think very common i think it's become like a little bit more accepted that you're going to take your five cavalry bases for 100 points over your 10 25 mil bases um for 80 points or whatever uh, it also doesn't count as a ward um if you're beside mystical you get a six up two. Oh, nice it wait it doesn't count as a ward oh that can't be true Oh. Mm. Uh, is there a dodge to on BCPC list without paying attending said events as Perry Gallister? Well, I'm currently looking at this. I mean, we are subscribed to Best Coast Parents because we use it every week. And it seems like the fair thing to do for me, um, obviously. So I, t I talk about it every week. So it's super fair to pay for it. Um, and I genuinely think Best Coast Parents is good. Like, I think it could be lots better. Um, but I think Best Coast Pairings does a really good job of, of tracking tournament information and data for us all um, and feels like feels like something worth paying for, for me personally. Um, it doesn't have to be true for you, but, you know, that's where you're at. <sighs> syndicate. We don't talk about the Syndicate. We don't talk about the Syndicate. That's all we're going to say. Um, plus all the Yu-Gi-Oh I do. Yeah, plus the Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, uh is there still a link to the stats yeah no problem right now there you go it's live it's live on the old game website there you go i should put that as a link in the chat so you guys can click it all the time all uh, right let's look at joel's path to victory because i think this is going to be really interesting as well round one he played against liam robinson and liam was rocking let's find out that could be a nice thing for them to add oh he's running to the four oh the two bigs war stomper and a, oh no three bigs war stomper cracking a gate breaker then three littles okay uh interesting i think uh there's some really nice tools inside legion the first prince for starting to deal with some of these units uh in my opinion but i'm actually pretty impressed with that as a win uh, i really am i think that's that's really good i think that's a harder win uh for legion the first prince than it looks on paper so i think that's that should be shouted out um i haven't been recruited by the syndicate i let me tell you, I specifically haven't been recruited by the syndicate. Like, they specifically haven't invited me. It's really important for you to, to know. Uh, <laughs> in round two, he played Jake Gunning. Um, shut up, Matt. Uh, morning, Adam Mumford, legend that is. Uh, if not subscribed, it's not open to people. I seem to remember that during the event. You could see all this, but maybe that's just attendees. Let's use Obbis's reviews to tell me the best ways to run six long strikes. <laughs> uh, yes, Mark in the chat. Love you. Syndicate access denied. I mean, I didn't ask. They just didn't invite me, right? Um, I will mention that I have been in touch with the Syndicate. Uh, but then after my being in touch, they they ghosted me. So... 12,000 subscribers is not enough to get you in, lads. Uh, I'm not big enough. I'm not big enough. I'm too small. I'm too small a fish to, to swim with the big dogs, um, if that's the answer. And if you don't know what the fuck the syndicate is, then I've got, I'm not explaining it to you. I, don't, I can't be asked. Um, yeah, <laughs> the bindicate agreed. Right, anyway. Uh, so he beat uh, Iron Jaws, all called Grunters. Okay, Mega Boss. Okay, uh, he played against uh, Jordan Burgess, uh, the first best Burgess uh, around. A great and clean one, Lord Afflictions, Rottigus, Plaguebearers, Pushkill Blight Lords, Emerald Life Swarm. So he played against those bad boys. Uh, he played against Matt Campbell uh, with his Eidoneth Deep King, because I know Matt was running. Oh, no, Matt, wasn't run Matt was running his Trogs, wasn't he? No, oh, 
that's a lie matt was none of those things matt was running is hurricane the battle mage the freako general and griffin the three times five pistolers and the concussors and the two gun haulers as well so he beat matt and then in the final game he, pl he pl beat terence Voller with his Kragnos, Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, Mancrusher, uh, which genuinely is impressive this weekend. I've seen Kragnos and the Gatebreakers running around. Uh, so really good, uh, ultimately. Uh, you're dead to me. <laughs> That's a shame. I bet they don't recruit, though. Uh, <laughs> I bet they don't recruit anyone. Yeah, I bet they don't recruit anyone at all. That's true. Um, <laughs> David Smith. David Smith, you, you weren't a fan of that. Talk to me about why. I'm interested. Um... I am interested in uh, that. Anyway, so so that's Joel uh, and his list. So do I need, does anyone, is there anyone in the chat who doesn't know what a Legion of the First Prince list does or needs me to explain elements of the list or is like, oh, actually, Rob, this element's really interesting. Let's talk about it. Anyone in the chat on there or not? Uh, happy to talk about it. Yeah, just like, do you just, hold on one second. One second. Uh, Um, uh, versus bloodthirst of variants. I have no clue. No one has used it when I play. Um, it's like Bellacore stuff in it. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, okay, right. Okay, so uh, right. So Bellacore, as you know, right. Uh, hello, the Iceman. Hello, hello. Uh, Bellacore is um, like a a control piece, specifically because of the ability they have. Right. Like they've got a spell, which is fine. Right. And you kind of have to take Bellacore anyway, but you don't have to. You don't have to take Bellacore. Um, but what Bellacore does, or maybe you do have to take Bellacore, I don't know. Like, what Bellacore does is it's got the ability so that you can shut down a large piece, right, for 360 points. It's got it so that you have to roll a three up. Um, uh, no, if you roll a three up, you stop them from being able to, like, do anything in the hero phase. Then you roll a dice again in the movement phase, and you stop them. Then you roll a dice in the charge phase. Uh, then you roll a dice in the... Thank you to Jacob Berry of the Rage of Sigmar podcast for donating 10 gift subscriptions in the chat to the gorgeous people um of uh, the twitch chat what a lovely lovely offer you've done there you've given one to johnny five hair dryers what up and to math mallow who honestly deserves all of our love and adoration pushing one of the most difficult armies around um uh, I give this list four dungarees out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, Hamsman. Thanks, Jacob Berry, and I hope you're very well. Uh, when it's time, Rob. Yeah. Um, oil Baron detected. Yeah. Jacob Berry's lovely. The Rage of Sigmar podcast is a really good podcast. You can go check out at any point uh, where they talk about Age of Sigmar often. And sometimes they just talk about jokes. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Rage of Sigmar podcast how, is that because they've subscribed on Twitch, they avoid the top of the hour ad break that happens at the top of the hour every hour. You also can avoid the top of the hour ad break by subscribing with your Twitch Prime or with real money, or you can just watch the ad and support the show. Any of those things, thanks for doing it. Happy Valentine's Day to you guys. There you go. Um, fuck, he's on time. Speed your ass in a circle. I did it. I did it. Uh, <laughs> right so 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 bellacore is basically a blue control piece right specifically and bellacore in of itself for 360 points isn't a bad combat wizard 
right? Like a lot of like it's got an unrendable save, which is really good. Um, so you can kind of ignore rend. Um, uh, is a demon prince that can, with a high bravery, so it's got good for heroic recovery. Is a good wizard with a good unique spell, well, not unique, but unique to them, which is minus one to wound. Um, so big fan of that. Um, never knew the Rage podcast as that's my library for dog walks. Cheers, Rob. No problem, babe. No problem. Uh, Syndicate Mo when I'll put, I'll get us a Syndicate Mo ASAP. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's what Bellacore does in the army. Okay, so uh, so imagine you're running like, imagine you're running an old techless build with the Sentinels, right? This is a good, this is a uh, unreadable save, you say. <laughs> also unreadable. Uh, hello, Speckles, you gorgeous human. Uh, and please let me know how you are. Uh, I'm sorry about what happened over the weekend. Um, right, so Kairos, Kairos is the next piece. Now, Kairos has got the ability to change the result of a dice roll um once per game a once per game ability right now this is huge because let's say you've shut down um techless in the hero phase from being able to do any spells that's already pretty massive right then let's say in the next hero phase techless decides to just roll dice to cast spells or tries to do an unbind and roll some dice for a really important spell any of those things you can just turn that dice roll off let's say techless gets within range of uh, a unit to charge well, then they charge, and you just turn one of those dice rolls down, so they fail the charge. Those are all things that happen, which are really key, um, which means you can kind of shut down. Um, Techless can roll dice to cast spells, if you want. Oh, I suppose you choose four or ten, so you're probably right. Sorry, what about the Sentinels when they cast a spell to cast dice? Sorry, when they roll dice to cast spells. Sorry. Um, uh, can you use Kairos' ability on Techless to make a miscast? No, I'm pretty certain no. Um, yeah, you're right. Techless doesn't roll dice. Sorry, he just chooses four or ten but but he does roll to unbind oh no he does one auto unbind doesn't he never mind never mind the sentinels then how does that sound right how's that um uh lol already dead to nerfs yeah i mean we're talking about lrl who are already struggling oh thank you splunkin for donating 50 pounds to the show that's so fucking happy valentine's to you um that actually means a lot to me today so thanks splunkin that's uh deeply kind of you um uh you've turned my kairos dice down uh to a one uh so that's one of the abilities that kairos has done uh that's one of the, the abilities that one of the reasons kairos is in the list as well because now we've got bellacore who shuts something down and then we've got kairos who can su shut something down kairos has also got another ability or specifically a spell right which you can cast through a spell portal which is huge right the reason that this is in there is because it's an 18 inch range spell gift of change it does a flat six mortal wound so it's great for just killing let's say a war chanter i think they've got less than six wounds i don't know seven right um uh, yeah, I actually, when I use my Kairos dice, uh, I actually, uh, Rob's analogy getting slammed. I know, it's just having a tough time. Um, actually, when uh, you can actually play this list the other way around. So what I do is when I, when I play with my Kairos, I actually, when I play Nathan, I use my Kairos dice to help Nathan get charges with his kids. <laughs> that's, the, that's the peak way to play Kairos in Age of Sigmar, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
Um, so he's got a spell called Gift of Change, uh, which you could do through uh, a spell portal, which is spell portal adds 18 inches to your range. So it becomes a 36 inch range spell, which means you can pick out like a key synergy piece, like a, maybe Lord Relictor would be a good example in Stormcast, right? So you do six mortal wounds flat, which is great. But if you were talking, going back to the Sentinel analogy that we were talking about, um, uh, like, like, so you end up with six mortal wounds into a unit of sentinels and then you create a spawn and those that unit of sentinels probably probably won't be able to kill in combat that spawn which means that spawn gets to fight them but more more, more importantly in the next turn you kind of shut their shooting down so it makes them uh Lumineth are pretty unplayable i agree with you mathmalo thank you for for using your high skill expression because you are in my opinion one of the better gamers in the country right now um uh, thank you for using your high skill expression to help a, a waning faction but we'll talk about that later so i'm talking about kairos in a minute so so far what we've done is we can shut down a shooting unit with a spell or kill a key synergy piece or do both with kairos we can shut down charges or something with kairos's dice we can shut down a whole unit with bellacore so like shut down shut down shut down so far like blue scribes is an interesting choice by joel truthfully not 100 percent certain i think it's because he's got the ability to auto cast a spell on a two up which means you can't unbind it so if you do have an auto unbind or you're playing against someone uh, it does mean that you would be able to get off let's say the spell portal which would be pretty key maybe um i'm not really sure why like like he's in there like or like what he's looking to do with the blue scribes but the blue scribes is a reliable caster and his own spell allows kairos to re-roll their cat his casts which is pretty key which means it makes kairos a pretty phenomenal caster truth be told uh 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 and then you've got the uh contorted epitome okay the contorted epitome right which is um which is a great combat piece effectively 255 points it's really fast it's got a great spell it's another caster and then he's got the four four blade which is any sixes to hit do d3 mortal wounds and it's got 10 attacks base so uh, it gives the four four blade to that um and it means that it's got like this a real like fighty piece in the army as well um uh, but there's no bridge in the list right there's no bridge in this list there's spell portal and there's life swarm basically um uh uh Wow. Uh, but I appreciate it. One second. Uh, right, okay. Uh, and then you got the Save Start and the Steamer Prince. Blue Scribes is great for auto cast, cast Metamorphosis, turn one for extra VP on first advance. That's true. Thanks, Jeffrey. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because he's got two monsters, right? Bellacore and Kairos are a monster. Uh, so he could, Blue Scribes could turn himself into a monster. So for first advance, that means you would get an extra one point in the battle tactic, basically. So it's nice. It's a nice element added in. Contorted Epitome, uh, we've talked about. Slave Start and Steam Prince is our last piece of control in the army as well, uh, effectively. Uh, in the army, all gets uh, a six at ward. You also uh, have an aura, the Ruinous Aura from the General, which is this one here, uh, which makes that five, six at ward become a five at ward, uh, which is really impactful on that unit of pink horrors. So that's 50 wounds with a five at ward, uh, which is really good. Um, uh, Pit me can see reroll cast, yeah. Um, so then, sorry, the epitome can cast a spell, and then that spell allows Zinch wizards to reroll cast. Or sorry, Zinch demon wizards to reroll casts. Okay, um, but we haven't talked about the um, 
uh, the safe starts demon prince yet. And what this does is our final piece of control. It's got you spend one CP, and it uses the blood slick ground command ability. So anyone within eighteen inches. Uh, when they try to charge the half the charge range right which they have to start wholly within so this is great because this means you can just kind of shut down those charges even more and in a game of battle tactics this is huge so we've got let's say someone wants to i'm gonna kill a unit of flesh hounds which is your battle line for broken ranks okay you're gonna try and get broken ranks you try and do the charge well you better call the unit let's say right and the unit already like struggles to get near it and but they might get another unit nearby by some fluke or whatever use a chorus dice to shut it down okay right chorus dice to shut it down but they roll a big charge but that charge wasn't enough because it's been half range yeah because of the the corn demon prince so that's basically how it works okay and then you've got life swarm they heal up the big monsters um because that'll work really nicely as well and you can also summon this is the other thing that you, I don't talk about enough. In Legion of the First Prince, you can summon uh, every turn. You can roll three dice. And if you roll a 10 or more, you can summon a unit based on uh, the allegiance of the unit that's been uh, trying to do the summoning, basically. Um, if you've got the important element of the DP, there's a choice of four gods for that model. <laughs> uh, hello, Dan uh, Buchanos. Hope you're well. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed Saturday. That's good. Um, where do I find the rules? Uh, where do you find the rules for Legion of the First Prince? It's a great fucking question. In one of the Broken Realms books? I think you find it in Broken Realms Bellacore, of all places. Uh, or Wahapedia.ru um, is the other one. Yeah, I think it's Broken Realms Bellacore, basically. Uh, so there we go. Uh, the rules are all over the place. Yeah, Wrath of the Everchosen. No, Wrath of the Everchosen is so Wrath of the Everchosen is where it started and then it went into Broken Realms Bellacore. Mm. No battle tome. No, it's not a battle tome. It's like a... Which is why I guess it's fairly confusing for people because everyone's like, well, I don't really know much about it. Um, hey, Slotty. Hey, Slot Machine Killer. I hope you're well. Um, yeah, it's got like... It's uh, weird. Is it weird? Like, what do you find weird about it? Um, I, it's just like... It's like an army that's a supplement. Like, this is going to continue, I guess, in Age of Sigma 3 at some point. But anyway, it's a really, really great army. But, like, when you start to understand that there's also summoning in there as well, so five up ward on loads of these monsters and characters, and then summoning in addition, that's really what the army has done, and it shuts down. But what's great about it is it plays into Age of Sigma 3 particularly well because of its ability to stop you scoring. So it does the other thing where you might play a list that scores really well, what this does is it stops you scoring. This gives you, as the Legion of the First Prince player, and Joel, who's done really well, Joel does really well at loads of events over in Australia. So, like, uh, like I'm not surprised by this result. Like, um, it gives him the ability to shut down units constantly. Just be like, look, none of that for you. Off you go. Um, I always feel like the fact is it's doing really well for a few pages and something makes it weird. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, does either first prince have a long life ahead of it without a battle tome, says Hams? Um, it really does depend what happens with the Slaves to Darkness book. Is Bellacore going to go in there? Are we going to see a, a, a greater big demon book? Chaos as a faction is kind of interesting as well because, you know, they've got loads of different ways to skin that cat. Is Beast of Chaos going to go into Slaves to Darkness? Is Slaves to Darkness going to be mortal only? And then there'll be a, a demon version so they can sell us another book. That's how, that seems likely. 
Like, there's lots. What's going to happen with Skaven? Skaven always got pushed into chaos because it's got demons and, you know, um, it's chaos, but it's not one of the... Well, it now is officially canon, one of the chaos gods. So I guess it's going to stay in chaos and, and, and mess around there. Um, I really like the way it looks with an army you set up on display board. Just Ray of Troops gives it such an awesome feel. Yeah, like, the, the other thing about... The other thing about this army, in my opinion, um, uh, that's really, really good is that you can, um, like, normally you would see, like, 10 pink horrors done pink, right? And then Flesh Hounds be corn, like, but you could give it, like, a, you can give the whole army, like, it gives you an excuse to do Bellacore or Kairos in maybe different colors or, like, a different paint scheme and build a cohesive demon force from there as opposed to, like, these are 10 plague bearers from my, my Nurgle army. I mean, you could do that as well, and that works really nicely. But this is another way. And thank you to Pregnant Mongoose for subscribing. These are the first princes of my only faction. I hope they exist for a while. Fluffy, unique, and different. Uh, yeah, it's a, big, it's a big narrative bent as well. So, Blue Control deck as an army went 5-0 in Australia. I think we talked about that quite a lot. I think that's good. Uh, Joel should be super chuffed with himself, as always. Uh, I'm sure he's going to say that it was uh, it was an easy walk, but uh, like the, he's Magic Gaming. They've got a podcast. They've got a YouTube channel. You can check all that if you want. Um, so that's Joel, and I'm sure he'll be talking about that in the future. Um, you can take it to games night if no one's playing OS. Just run it at 40k. That's also true. Um, uh, say Morgan Soul Smash. It will stay around. They had to introduce it when they scrapped Grand Alliance Chaos. Chaos Demon Armies have always been and always will be a thing in both 40k and OS. Okay, so Morgan Storm Smasher is very, very convinced that it's going to stay. Uh, and I'm pretty keen to see it stay as well. I think, I think that's a fun little addition to the game truthfully i think a blue control get deck could probably be pretty annoying to play you'd be like fuck i hate this oh i failed to charge again <gasps> i got the charge even though i'm half charge oh karas to dice screw you man um like it'd be a bit like Ugh. Uh, <laughs> uh anyway terence voller in second place so we've got a few four ones to go through we've got sons of behemoth we've got ineth deepkin we've got sons of behemoth again we've got stormcast eternals and we've got jet griffiths with his Ogamore tribes. But before we do that, I'm just going to take a drink of water. Um, um, oh, okay. Tell you what, the weekend wiped me out. I guess I'm just like, I'm, I, I'm glad I'm doing these little one days for coverage so I can recover because four eye blasters, that's the hope. That's the hope. Okay, let's stretch it out. Stretch it out. Interesting question before seeing those lists. How many Kragnos in the three destruction armies? Ooh! Kragnos in everyone. That's what I'm going for. Terence Voller first. Let's go have a look. Kragnos, Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, one Man Crusher, and the Emerald Life Swarm. Uh, now, we saw Cabbage run this uh, list at uh, the Nottingham Rebel GT this weekend. Um... Uh, and this is in, uh, what tribe is it in? Breaker tribe. So grand strategy, you're always going to get three points because of Beastmaster. So you're always going to be able to keep one of them alive. Um, uh, Kragnos is such an interesting piece because you aren't relying on the Gatebreakers now to bully your opponent. You're relying on Kragnos. And Kragnos with Finest Hour and a Mystic Shield uh, because he has got the Arcane Tome in there is outrageous in his survivability is this list the new thing for sons looking for output uh yes 100 because you really are taking away 
what you're doing is you're taking away the other two mega gargons which at best provided utility and weren't really the fighters the gate breakers here like so the two breakers so you've got three fighting units that are really solid and they'll do some huge big work uh, uh like but you do have two models standing on objectives that can fight very heavily and then Kragnos is genuinely an issue to deal with because if you do have even Rend of two, he starts on a two-up armor save, finest hour, uh, so like it is always used retroactively. So I know some of you out there might be like, what do you mean, Rob? Okay, so you've got the ability to do a heroic action in the start of the hero phase, and then what you do is you add plus one save and plus one to wound. Now, some people will do that when they're attacking, but most players will do it when they're defending. So someone attacks your Kragnos. Well, so, like your Kragnos is just out there and you're like, he's about to get charged by this fucking big unit. Um, in your, at the start of that turn, because you do it in your player's turn, I would like to see that go away personally. Um, but in your player's turn, you can be like, I'm going to do this. So I get plus one save. And if you've already stuck a Mystic Shield on them, then that means they're a two up save. Well, with plus two. And then if you all out defense them, okay, they're going to be on a two up save ignoring rend two okay so ignoring rend two is the best i think pretty much the best you can get it at um which is huge and then if you just do mystic shield and all out defense you're on a two-up save ignoring rend one so it took um why is the little thing next to my name gold says pedro fantastico uh it's because you've been a subscriber for 12 months uh if you guys are in the twitch chat uh you do have little icons next to your name so if you've been a subscriber for a long time uh, you get different little subscriber badges. Uh, basically, as you can see, Morgan Storm Smasher uh, not only has been a subscriber for 41 months, he's also one of the first subscribers. So uh, big shout out to him. That's why he's got a little first. And some people uh, have got little diamonds next to their name because uh, at some point they've done something to to, to gain a diamond, basically. Uh, so there you go. Uh, this is such a Joe Rogan list. I think he actually ran this list first when he came out as a Kragnos player. This is. It's a big... It's a big... It's, it's, it's big... Uh, big Canadian trucker energy. Uh, this, these lists, big. <laughs> uh, Diamond Patrol Harness agreed. Um, isn't Kragnos all out defense of Mr. Shield 2 plus ignoring Ren 2? Yes, but sorry, uh, but I was saying that so he can be, yes, but if you just do something that's a lot simpler to do, which is all out, all out defense plus a mystic shield, that's two plus ignoring rend one, basically. But you kind of have it two plus ignoring, uh, two plus ignoring rend two uh, overall. Um, so Kregnos becomes this like unrendable piece. So then you have to be like, cool, I'm going to use mortal wounds to take him out. And that becomes more of an issue as well that's more difficult to do because he's got ward save um you can't really do it with uh, spells because he's got that ability to shut those spells down so kragnos becomes this really nice piece inside the mega gargan army because and he's also got mighty makes right here so why, wherever he's going and smashing he's also counting as a lot of wounds on an objective so and he does some pretty phenomenal root wounds he can realistically like i mean he can do no mortal wounds but he can pretty reliably do a bunch of mortal wounds to a monster and then probably one-shot most monsters, right? Kragnos is pretty nasty. Now, I know he's been through several War Scroll rewrites, and his initial War Scroll was written for Age of Sigmar 3, but then there was the points changes up and down, then up again, and then a full rewrite because it turns out they hadn't written his uh, War Scroll very well for Age of Sigmar 3. Lo and behold, 
um hey ron what does it mean when th there's a golden present with a number one next to it it means that you're the best uh, uh <laughs> it means that you've donated uh it means that you're the gift leader I don't know if you can see at the top of the chat, but it shows you who is the current gift leader. So who's donated the most gift subscriptions? Uh, I think it's this month or this week, one of the two. Uh, so your golden uh, package that's next to yours uh, means that you are the top, you are the top uh, gift, uh, sorry, uh, gift subber, basically. So thanks for doing that. And thanks for being a babe. Um, uh, happy uh, Valentine's Day says Bobbin. Uh, say it too. <laughs> Thanks, I will. His uh, score was afraid to do my 3.0, but not a 3.1. super true. Uh, Kragnos is a bad man. He is. He is. Uh, so, new Kragnos looks like he's really good. His score was actually written in advance for AOS 3.1.24. Thanks, I can. I just wanted to stop tell everyone I love you and most of all this suck. Thanks. You too, love me. Jacob, you're so great. <sighs> I've missed you guys. I've missed hanging out and chatting. It's been super fun. Um, I've missed you guys a lot. Like, I, I took two days off last week and it sucked. So, no more of that this week. Uh, right, okay. So, Gatebreakers, obviously, they do a lot of damage as well. They're great for objectives. They're rent three, damage three. Uh, so, they're good. Um, uh, I have him in a box and not stuck together yet. Is it time to finally assemble him? It's the time. Clement was telling me about uh, the... Beastman chat, which referenced their mega character Morgar. I'm assuming you will look at a destruction god, see a destruction god, the Beastman one. <laughs> right, so two gate breakers. Boom. In it to win it. Yeah, like they're just good. They're just good. Okay. They do good damage. They smash stuff. They're good. Then the man crusher is there just to be a man crusher. Need a battle line unit. Uh, thanks, Jacob, for donating five gift subs. It's very lovely of you. To Phil Spriggers, of all people. What a legend. Um, uh, that's lovely of you, hey Shintaro. Uh, Man Crush is there to screen. Okay, so I would, I would be. Uh, is Dave on this week? Oh, I haven't messaged him yet. No, I need to sort that out. I'll ask him. Um, uh, I would like you to also know that uh, this week. Uh, well, sorry. Upcoming is an interview with Dave from Mini Wargaming at some point. Maybe this week. Maybe next. Uh, and also, um, uh, a huge thank you. Uh, and also. Mr. Goobertown Hobbies has also agreed to come on the show uh, at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, so that is a second one. And I think, I think also Ninjon uh, as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> nice. Nice. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to interview. Um, uh, no, you've, you've not missed that yet. No. Mm. Is this the event you previewed? Yeah. So this is the event I talked about last week. This is the Australian event. Who's ready to see Beast of Chaos win rate go up 20%? everyone so that's terence voller uh so we talked about that matt tyrrell matt tyrrell he messaged me after the show which was uh, after the tournament he was very very pleased with this so he took lotan the source the tidecaster then he took those uh that unit of buffed up namati reavers two lots of 10 namati thralls um uh and then he got the leviadon in there as well so uh and then he's got sorry one unit of Alapexes and another unit of Alapexes. doesn't say what, and it's all in a one drop, right? Um, two syndicate members on the show after all this discussion. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. I'm not in it. That's all I can say. Um, right, so. 
can we have Chef on to give us advice on forming? <laughs> yeah, we can. I'll ask him. I'll reach out. Uh, right. So, what does this army do? Okay. So it's in Futh One. That's really important to talk about. Okay. It's got thirty reavers, um, which obviously is sixty shots. So sixty shots is pretty good. And as we talked about a lot last week, but if you don't remember, it can go to twos, re-rolling ones, wounding on twos with rend one with sixty shots. It's a huge volume of shots massive amount what's nice about it is it's good for anti-shooting because obviously because of forgotten nightmares you could use the thralls the leviadon the tidecaster any of those things to screen out uh, the alapex is to screen out to protect the thralls so the thralls have got some good shooting in the, the alapexes are also really solid as well because alapexes can uh, also from unshootable range uh, because of forgotten nightmares they can also shoot into other major shooting threats basically um uh, uh, the chapman did former rival one <laughs> to free <roll. laughs> Uh, Davitar in the chat, shooting plus curse is insane as well. Yes, um, uh, because curse is uh, castle of four up, it's on a unit within nine inches, but it might be eight inches. Um, and then any six to hit causes a mortal wound. So, what is it, six to wound? Uh, whichever, I think it's it doesn't matter, one of the two. Um, uh, but that on volume of shots that also works really nicely. So uh, you've got you've got that from this list. I think really this plays super well. Obviously those reavers do a lot of output. The thralls uh, are good screens and good like little units in of themselves. Uh, and then of course uh, the Viadon does some good fighting. The Alapexes do good fighting, good shooting, and it's all in a one drop. So he gets the choice. And in the current Inethiukin book, he's obviously got run and shoot as well on the first turn. So the range on those is pretty crazy pretty crazy uh and matt's also a fantastic player uh so there's that which is what we talked about previously last week uh john byrne with sons of stomper tribe this is gonna be a crack bro as well war stomper gatebreaker and two times three man crushers okay bosses the stomp and foot sloggers okay so i don't think there's tons to break down we know what gargants do at this point uh but jonathan should be super chuffed going 4-1 and then finally uh or not finally nick matheson uh, with Stormcast Eternal's army, uh, Gardas Krondis. Now, I've heard from my friend uh, Mormon Dan uh, that Krondis is fantastic. Uh, so he, he said he loved him at the weekend. Hey, Quinn. Um, uh, like, so Krondis, great. Gardas with that ward save. The Lord Relictor, three times five, which is obviously the Lord Relictor at this point, the rerollable two up. Three times five Windicators. Uh, Windicators? <laughs> <laughs> six raptors uh and then those two draco guard obviously those raptors uh causing causing mischief uh as, as long as the formulators um uh but yeah i love Krondis, but no ward on big boy is death absolutely because of the mirror match right like in the mirror those raptors uh can shoot Krondis to death in in a turn um uh you know not that many people are using them anymore, but if you would just happen to go up against the Sentinels. And actually, evenly, even talking about Matt Turrell's list with those 60 shots, or if we talk about Dennis the Menace's list from the weekend uh, with his uh, big unit of uh, Knight Judicators with Boltstorm Crossbows, uh, not Knight Judicators, just regular Judicators with Boltstorm Crossbows, or even just Judicators with Sky Streak Bows, or Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Any of those shooting armies, any of those shooting armies um uh like uh Condis is the disney one i mean they're both disney ones but he's the good disney one not the bad disney one um 
No, no bonus to unbind for Crodonis is a bit mean. That price tag, like, I would say the ward save is the bit that's a bit mean, right? It's 600 points. But look, we're not talking about a list that did badly. We're doing a list that did well. Like, Crodonis did really well. Like, went 4-1 from Nick Matheson. He's absolutely taken it. Vindicators for holding the objectives, which is great. In Stormkeep, they're really good. James, Stormkeep is a lot better than I gave it credit for uh, initially at release. Like, I thought it was like, oh, Stormkeep. But actually, really good. Really, really good. You get all the buffs, but you uh, you also get to count on more of those objectives, which is just pretty key. Um, where's my Nurgle pros in these events? Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Uh, maybe the next event. Uh, would terrain emissions change up this new bad shooting metal, or does everything ignore, just ignore line of sight? Only one unit ignores line of sight, but this unit is able to teleport. I will touch on that later. I will touch on um, the the shooting, ignoring line of sight, cover conversation later after we've after we've reviewed the events. Um, I, it could come up in the middle, but I think I'd like it to be his own thing. Uh, oh yeah, Gardas does give him a five plus plus. That is true. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah, so Gardas will give him, but Gardas isn't going to keep track with Krondis, right? Like he's not going to keep in range. Krondis is just going to fly off doing his stuff, right? You got to make those six hundred points work for you. He's not stood at the back of the board doing nothing, is he? Um, but like, yeah, and it does look like a fun list, like super fun. Ah, if only there was some sort of way I could, I would love to make a list like this. But maybe if it had, I don't know, if it had more of like a a Greek theme, maybe more hoplites or something. I don't know. I uh, it's just I always look at the Stormcast range, and I don't really like the aesthetic. I like I just just pretty into like Greco kind of chasing the Argonauts, you know, kind of a vibe. Um, uh, spot yeah. <laughs> shh, chat, shh, chat. This is so I can cut this into videos <laughs> later on. I have a video planned in my head. This is so I can cut it in. Just go along with the joke. Um. Sent your list. I'm taking shovels. Lord, thanks, baby. Uh, <laughs> narrative. <laughs> um, I'm not pressing the proxy button. Not doing it. It's not needed right now. Mm. I'm just a big fan of the theme. Just a big fan of the theme. Okay, that's all I've ever said. That's all I've ever said. Uh, make them nice like I did. Press the button. Oh wait. You're going to be in a great mood all day because you're going to be slapping your troubles away with a slap shot. Now look. I'm in the wrong one. And they asked me if I could make any miniatures I wanted, what would I create? I told them I want to make proxies to play in my favorite miniature war game. <laughs> uh, no, no, Crondis. Give me some Crondis action. Uh, Stormcast Eternals, Wahapedia. There we go. And let's go look at Crondis, shall we? He's a leader. He's a leader. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's a leader. He's got 18 wounds with three up save, right? Uh, and then at Dave Gate, yeah. He's got 600 points standing at the back doing nothing. That was a personal attack against Alariel, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> uh, just two spells a turn. Is he only a, why is he a two cast wizard? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It's a weird place. Right. Two casts. Two unbinds. Can fly. Subtract one from attacks from characteristic uh, melee weapons. Minus one to hit in combat. It's great. Really good. Ancient Master of War. Love that. Love that for him. 18 wounds on three ups. A good start. And now he's minus one to hit. Oh boy. Do not use attack sequence for attacks. Maybe a Blazing Tempest. Instead roll a one to two. It's a mortal wound. Okay. Yeah. So he can do mortal wound shooting. I mean, this is crazy. 
that this is Dragonfire. I get Dragonfire is meant to be strong, but like the fact that this is a shooting profile that exists now in Age of Sigmar is like, had I read that two years ago, I'd be like, holy fuck, that's crazy. That that like it's not it's not affected by the brackets. It's just every turn is nuts. Uh, minus one attack. Oh, minus one from the attacks, not minus one to hit. Okay. Minus one attacks is also great, obviously. Thanks, chat. Uh, in fact, I think in most cases, better. Um, the attacks characteristic of a Clamor's Tail is equal to the number of enemy models. So this is the, this is the, uh, within three inches, this is the kind of like janky bit that you can do that hasn't been FAQ'd. So you can attack. So like if, so the Clamor's Tail, so if you charge into, let's say, Alariel, and there are 30 dryads next to it, as there often are in competitive Age of Sigmar. Um, uh, you probably have got, oh, I need something that's on 25 mil base instead. I don't know, something else on 25 mil base. You might be able to get like 10 people in range plus Alariel who you're attacking, so you would get 11 attacks. Uh, it doesn't have to be the unit you're targeting. Um, uh, 60 zombies next to a Vampalon zombie dragon. Yeah, it's like you're not going to get all 60 zombies within three inches. But you might get like 10, 15 would at a push. Seems like a lot. But, you know, at the right point where you can charge this in, that Calamitous Tail, because it hasn't been FAQ'd, goes crazy. You know, so you could be up to 10 attacks, 3s and 3s, Ren 2 damage 2. Ren 2 is great as well on this as a character. Like Ren 1 basically being useless in the game. Ren 2 is fantastic. Uh, 4 attacks, 3s, 2s, Ren 2 damage 3. So it's like got a lot of attacks, right? Altharian being uh, being doing D6 shooting since forever feels sweet that like you get those six walls. Altharian. <laughs> yeah, Altharian has been doing that for a while, but when have you seen... Maybe you'll see Altharian on the tabletop more now that LRL aren't very good. Um, so what has he got? He's got Regalia. Add the Regalia Formulator's value to shown units damage to table. Casting rolls. Okay. So plus three to cast. And he's a two-cast wizard. Okay. Minus subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit. If you range of twenty-four inches. If you successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within range and visible to the caster, then pick one for the effects below. Worse than the Ren character weapons used by that unit by one, that's huge. It's twenty-four inch range as well. Okay, that's really good. Subtract one from the attacks characteristic of missile weapons used by that unit. It's good, twenty-four inch range. Um subtract one from save rolls for attacks that uh for that unit so minus one save as well okay so like they're really good and like it's going to cast on a six so he gets plus three to cast and it's 24 inch range okay uh so really interesting really interesting piece 600 points feels like a lot though but maybe Gardas gives him does Gardas give him the ward does Gardas just give okay what is Gardas's actual rule Gardas Guard a steel soul. Hallow knights. But can my boy my, my boy Crondis be a hallow knight? Does he become a hallow knight? Yeah, he does. Okay. Alright. Yeah, I know I knew he gave a five up and I knew he gave it to Hallow Knights. But I was just checking the wording. I didn't know if it was just Stormcast, but I guess Crondis becomes a Hallow Knight, right? Um it just seems greedy. Stormcast cells are dripping in units. Yeah, I know, but you see like four. <laughs> uh, you see four, right? Uh, okay. 
uh, it's a sub-faction. I know it's a sub-faction, but I thought Crondis might be keyword locked, like Eumetrica. Because, like, do you not remember the Eumetrica drama? Like, Severith was Eumetrica, and then he got FAQ'd out of Eumetrica, or he's still Eumetrica, but can gain sub-faction stuff from other units, which is nuts. Like, other sub-factions. The sub-faction stuff, like, um, is wild. Is wild. Well, has been wild for a while. There doesn't really seem to be a consistent theme. Is all I'm saying. Anyway, um, so that's Nick Matheson. Uh, nice. Congratulations to him. Anyone in 3 0 bracket? Blades of Corn, 3 2. Blake McLachlan. You got that, baby. Do I have to do a list of unseen ones now? Uh, lol, this is that a challenge. Yeah, maybe, baby. Hollow uh, Knights, you do. You do. Hollow Knights with Vindicators in Astra. I mean, guards are stronger than I expected. They just don't die and slap back when they do. I mean, it's some good fighting, right? Like, it's some good fighting. I guess it's, I guess, I guess having, I mean, what, what has he spent? Like, he spent 150 points for a five award. 150 points for a five award on most of your army is pretty fucking rad. Like, it's not one unit either, right? Like, I need to see more guarders. I guess it's the speed. But a five award on your whole army for 150 points is not a bad tax to, to do that. Like, not a bad tax at all truthfully uh can he drop down from the heavens yeah currently yeah guards can drop down so what you could do is you can move the dragon uh which is what we saw dennis the menace do so incredibly well just shoot guards off <laughs> <laughs> matt absolutely infused with power from the weekend he's like i don't know what you're talking about mate he's fucking he's just 30 sentinels and just deal with that guy just get him right off the board um <laughs> you can keep him in reserve uh so that well you can deep strike him after right um guys also gives rerolls charges and plus one attack to heroes per game nice uh one attack to heroes per game all right nice reroll charges Cardus also gives you reroll charges for hallowed knights we all charge rolls for friendly hallowed knights this unit uh and then in addition oh no he's got two god this is fucking dope 150 points man wish there was one that looked like a hopper <laughs> hello hello it's one turn only uh what for the reroll charges once about all the start of your charge phase you can declare a saintly assault if you do so, saintly assault's problematic. Uh, until the end of your turn, you can reroll charge rolls for friendly hallowed knights. Units wholly within 12 inches of this unit and add one to the attack characteristic of melee weapons used by friendly hallowed knights. Heroes, okay. Um, okay. Fantastic. All right, like, Garda Stonks are massive. Like, uh, I know obviously Dennis the Menace used it as well. How many? I don't see many. Like, I don't tend to see quite as many. What do you prefer though? The six at ward? Five up ward. I don't know. He's good though. He only moves five inches. 150 points is but is dope. Uh Rob, do you uh did you walk down already on God of War tournament in Italy? Cheers. Little Cork, I didn't, and I don't know if there's a link to it. If you've got it, I would deeply appreciate the link. That would be dope as hell. Uh Goddess is the only reason you take Hollow Knights lol. That's true. Um uh, got to think about the one drop. You might need hammers just to make Drakos battle line. That's true. Uh, once per game, you can declare an imperialist encroachment. 
<laughs> Good day, old mate Carb. Hello, hello. Uh, how's things? I give six a one. Awesome, it's formula. It's about line. Yeah, I know. I know. Thanks, little gork. You're such a fucking babe. Thanks for being a champ. Thanks for being a fucking champ. Can't wait to see you at Worlds. What up? Yes. Okay, Simone Di Baggio. Demons. What's this demon's going to be? Lisa the First Prince. This is the second one. Meme Venerazzo. He's in the first prince. Nice. All right. Is that the same list? <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Bloodthirster. It's not. He hasn't got the contorted epitome. All right, I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, let me just wrap up this event. Uh, okay. I told you about this yesterday. Ziggy, I'm so sorry. It's a lot to take in, bud. Like, things in the world. What, this, this event? So far, I've got three events. I've got Australia... I've got England and I've got Italy. And if there are any missing, then please do. Um, uh, any good is great young team want any good leads of the first prince. Uh, oh, there are three. Thanks, Ziggy. Uh, once per game, you can declare. These <laughs> uh, are the first prince stocks increasing again. I don't know. Like, I guess we should do like a wrap up of what we think about the actual like meta anyway. Uh, five over do ogres is dope. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Yeah, like uh, listen, little gork. If I open up Simone Di Baggio's list, and this has got four fucking iron blasters in, I'm gonna lose my whole damn mind. So I hope that's not the case. Craig, Craig, bro. All right, Craig, bro, and the boys. Okay, good. We'll we'll come back to this in detail in a bit. It's Stonehorns and Craig, bro. <laughs> Fucking Craig, bro, for all the reasons we talked about. Um, just shoot off the heroes. Shut up, Matt. So just shoot off the heroes. You're <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Let's 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 do it. Uh, Nottingham Rebel GT, no. Okay, War on the Mountain. Let's go. All right, what up? Welcome to the War Gamer. We're here to talk about the event results from around the world today on the H Sigma Stat Center. You can, of course, go on to honestwargamer.com, click... The stats tab, and you can find out about the deep stats, the numbers brought to you by Rob and Ziggy. It's got so much information on there. It's almost a glut of information. It's almost like if you're making you're making statements not based on the information here, you're an idiot, and I don't want to listen to you. So if you haven't been there before you leave a comment on this YouTube video, then I don't want to listen to your comment. Don't leave it. Right. Okay. Warren the Amount 11 happened in Australia. That's the first one. That's the first one. That we're going to look at now it was one by joel graham uh, we've already had a deep dive about this list uh with a twitch chat who i'm filming live in front of right now and you can join us every day uh monday till friday 11 a.m till 3 p.m um and we've been talking about this uh joel was running bellacore kairos the blue scribes the contorted epitome with the fourfold blade uh and then he also had the safe start steam prince which was the general with that command trait the runasaura uh, adding to that ward safe and then the armor of the pact and it was mark of corn uh, two times five flesh hounds and ten pink horrors with the umbral spell portal and life swarm. It's a blue control deck as an army. The ability to make your opponent not achieve battle tactics where you, where you, while well, you do achieve battle tactics. We've seen it do particularly well in the UK. Australia is also now following suit. We've also seen it take out an event in Italy, which we're going to talk about in a bit. However, it doesn't do quite so well in the US. So regional matters may vary and uh, also the players playing them. It's got very small meta representation, but it does have a solid win rate. As you can see, uh, not on this page. One second. Uh, it has a 57% win rate. So it's 2% over what we think is comfortable as a list. Um, there's loads of ways to build it. 
not really, um, but they normally feature Ten Pink Horrors, Kairos, Balakor, um, and that Demon Prince uh, with the Mark of Corn. Uh, shout out to Joel. Uh, he should be super chuffed to himself. In the 4 1 bracket, so he's the only one to go 5 0. So this is War on the Mountain. In the 5 0 bracket, we had uh, a group of different players. Uh, we had Terence Voller with the Sons of Behemoth Breaker Tribalist, which had Cragbro in it, two Gatebreakers. Cragbro featuring very heavily in a lot of lists that are doing very well in a minute. The whole Destruction Faction has been raised up by a Beast of Chaos model, and I don't think they know what to do about it. Matt Tyrrell, uh, so that was, uh, by the way, uh, for Terence, it was Double Gatebreaker, Cragbro, and then one single Manlet, I think is the correct name for a single Man Crusher, is a Manlet. Uh, if I'm wrong, please don't let me know. Matt Tyrrell, uh, one of the former Australian Masters, or maybe even the current former Master and captain of the Age of Sigmar uh, world team for Australia, He's run, was run Ines Deepkin. Uh, he had a Lotan, um, a Tidecaster, uh, but most importantly, he had a brick of 30 um, Namati Reavers, two lots of 10 thralls, the thralls for screens, I assume. The Reavers doing huge amounts of shots, can get up to 60 shots, hitting on twos, rerolling on ones, wounding on twos, Rend 1, which is fantastic. They can run and shoot. They've got some great range. And because of Forgotten Nightmares, they play really well into enemy shooting because they can block off shooting around the board. He also had three Alapexes, and I'm assuming with Razor Shell Harpoons, also excellent for taking out backboard threats while themselves being safe from shooting, which is super cool. Um, uh, then you got uh, Jonathan Byrne that was running the Sons of Behemoth list. A little bit different. Uh, he was running uh, two lots of three manlets, so uh, two lots of three man crushers uh, and a couple of bigs, uh, doing what uh, Mega Gargants do, standing on objectives and having a great time. And then Nick Matheson with the Stormcast Eternals list running... Uh, oh, the name eludes me for a second. Hallowed Knights. Sorry, Hallowed Knights. But he had Krondis in there, which is very unique. Rarely see Krondis. We just had a little bit of a deep dive on Krondis. Uh, it seems really good um, in conjunction with Gardas. Gardas seems such a steal for 150 points in a Stormcast Eternals list, giving up that five-up ward. Also a reroll charge and also plus one attack on Krondis when he does decide to go in and do some fighting. Plays really well into units. Uh, an army that's got lots of models in it. Uh, then he had Laura Lictor for that rerollable two-up uh, uh, teleport, uh, three times five Vindicators, and then six Raptors and two Formulators. So those Raptors uh, making uh, an appearance again, uh, being a one-drop, and then those Formulators doing lots of damage as well. But Krondis, quite rare. We rarely see him in many of the lists that go 4 one five zero. Uh, so he should be super chuffed with himself. Uh, this is Nick Matheson. Um, no, sorry, Jet Griffiths. No, no, Nick Matheson. And then in the 4-1 bracket as well with Jet Griffiths. Forgot about that. Um... Uh, and he was running a Blood Gullet list. I almost forgot him. Tyrant, Husguard on Thunder Tusk, Slaughtermaster and a Butcher. What? Am I mental? Check Griffiths. 4-1. With three lots of six Ogre Gluttons and eight Lead Belchers and two lots of two Frost Sabres. What? Husguard on Thunder Tusk. Slaughtermaster, no stone horns. Okay. Uh, how's this? What? Amazing. Nick Matheson is probably the best Warhammer player in the world. And I'm making that statement right now. That is an incredible list. Things you never see in an Ogre Tribes list. Gluttons, never once. 
lead belchers never twice right frost sabers you see a lot okay frost sabers are fine <laughs> a slaughtermaster a butcher what a legend anyway so i mean maybe pick of the week pick of the week for this guy jet griffiths can we get some round of applause for jet griffiths in the comments and chat wow okay uh lost his first game and then just smashed it through the rest of the event big love uh, for that okay well done jet uh amazing so uh that's war in the mountain two more events to go uh ogres just let's take a moment to just check out ogres uh because it's worth looking at because they they're doing okay but they're not doing great ogre more tribes 47 percent win rate so like they're in the okay territory they're between 45 and 55 percent uh you often see bold ahead because you see the monster versions taken and they're the ones that tend to do better uh generally in the meta blood gullet not taken quite as much uh and is at 45 percent uh, so there you go. Uh, uh, so just unbelievable stuff. So huge shout out. Huge shout out on that. That's really, really good. Okay, good. Whew. That shocked me. That shocked me. I wasn't expecting that at all. What the fuck? Let's stop the recording. We're, it's just us again, chat. Who did he play? Who did he play? Right. Let's get in there. Jet Griffiths. What did he play? Round one, he played Nick Matheson, but he lost that. So round two, he beat David Piper. And David Piper had a deep king list with an Achillean king, a Leviathan, six Ishling guard, three Morsar guard, three Morsar guard, and two lots of two Alapexes. Then in second round, he played Steve Nuttall with <laughs> six Raptors and four Formidators. What? And then Bastian Carthalos. What? <laughs> I told you three weeks ago, glutted meta. No, you didn't. No one's listening. This guy is AOS God. This guy is. This is who I want to interview. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to him and see if he'll let me interview him about his list. This is where we're at. This is 11 out of 10 stuff. Sorry, chat. I just can't kick the entire today. I'm knackered. Um, right, come on. Let's get, let's get motivated. Whew. Okay. Boom. Sixth in the world with Gloomspite Baby. According to your stats, one above Nathan Prescott chuffed. That's all you need, baby. That's all you need. Um... <laughs> this guy is so good at Warhammer. So good. Okay, so he beat that. Where are we? Yes. So he beat Steve Nuttall. Then he played Steve Ogliv-Liv. And Steve was running... Bastian Carthos, a Lord Imperitant, a Knight Judicate with Griffons, Annihilators, and nine Annihilators with Meteoric Grand Hammers. Nine Annihilators. He beat nine Annihilators. What? How? 
did he do? Tonight I'll pray at the altar of Jet Griffiths. In Glutton's name we pray. <laughs> he made his charges. No, he beats Torcaster three times. 15 Annihilators. On which battle plan were they playing? Doesn't say. It doesn't say what they were playing. Hungry lads, clearly. I realised that mattered a lot in my last game with Ogres. Uh, Mama always told me better lucky than good. <laughs> oh, Jack Griffiths. Happy James is right there and you bring a heat on this day of love. Um... <laughs> Maybe he lulled them into thinking they had already won and here comes the belly. <sighs> like, amazing. Amazing. Okay, I got I got nothing to say about this. 4-1, baby. 4-1. What's he got? Okay, so he's in Blood Gullet. He's got a Tyrant, so no one's running away. Okay, so Tyrant's okay in a fight. He can fight. Huskard on Thunder Tusk. Okay, Huskard on Thunder Tusk. He's got the Amulet of Destiny, Six on Ward, Alvacar Ancient. He's got the Curse. He's got Curse! So what are we saying? He rolls a four up from Curse. And then he charges in with the Gluttons for as many attacks as possible. Is that what we're saying? Did he just, like... Like... Okay. All right, fine. Fine. I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I need to have seen those games. I wish. I wish every game ever was recorded. Um, like... How many attacks is the Ogre Gluttons? Oh my god. Do you know what? Never mind. Gluttons are fine. Uh, where's this list? Straight to Twitter. Let's go. Give me the list. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm just going to do something now, which I think is important. I'm just going to admit that I'm wrong. It's really important. I can admit when I'm wrong. Okay, let's go. let's go do a tweet. I can admit when I'm wrong. You know. Gluttons go 4-1. They don't need 2-inch reach. Uh, Jet is a uh, god. There we go. Just call it out. Call it out. We see it. Don't want to be the bad guy. Yeah? Where do I get the list? There's the list. Uh, just calling it out. Just saying it. Just saying it loud and proud. No one can mess around with me. Like, it's true. Still as deadly as ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just gonna... There's also a guy I'm gonna block because he's been a massive cunt uh, to, to Arena of the Weekend, so I'm just gonna block him out. Um, right. Okay, good. Good. Right, let's look at the next event. Let's go. Let's go. Well done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like they can conga line too. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Right? Stir that pot. Listen, I tweet to save lives. That's what I do. I tweet to save lives. That's all I'm here for. Tweet to make it so the community's better every day. Um, like, unbelievable stuff. Right, okay, Bournemouth, the great South War. One like equals one life. I tweet to save lives. That's why I tweet. That's why I tweet. It's okay. So the, the great South War. The great South War. Great name. Okay. Who is that in first place? What 
the hell thank you to one rusty lumber for subscribing uh in the chat um do i, I need to subscribe to see the list maybe uh great game shit terrain <laughs> maybe maybe i didn't um uh, i saw some pictures and i would say that it didn't seem like i don't know like but does the, if the, none of the terrain had keywords like it's just been run by lord wilco right like and i would like to reach out to him before i talk about the terrain because i think that's fair mm. Right, terrain again. I think it'd be worth talking about uh, and ask about what the situation is with the terrain. But terrain is effectively uh, useless in Age of Sigma unless you actually give it some keywords, right? Like, so unless you're actually giving terrain keywords, like, I'm going to talk about this for a minute. So this is our terrain at our event. Uh, press this button, Bosh. Um, so our terrain in our event here, um, if you can see, oh, like, has got uh, those, well, there's meant to be six six objectives, obviously. But the one in the middle, ignores sorry is impassable and the two on the right ignore line of sight okay and the one on the far left is a garrison and the others um uh, i counted as cover but if you wanted to make a more competitive setting those ones on the the flanks so there's four pieces dotted around if you wanted to those four pieces uh could be garrisons which means you can't land on them and you can make them also ignore um block line of sight so you can make it so that sure your formulators could come on but your formulators would have to come on higher up, not in the middle, if that makes sense, like into a flank. Uh, if you would like, let's say, Living City, some formulators. If you're deep striking a unit, it couldn't land, right, uh, on those pieces of terrain. There's like, there's so much to talk about with terrain. So much to talk about with terrain and how it's effective that I think I'll make a different video. Um, uh, very Nurgle light Monday here. I'm sorry, baby. It's likely to happen. Um, uh, train quality varies by table, some good, just as bad ones were photographed. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, all right, okay. Let's talk about the results. Oh, baby, how did he do it? How did he do it? How did he do it? Uh, they had half impassable and blocking line of sight. The other half was cover. Okay, fantastic. All right, good. Um, maybe it's the 40 player in me, but I still think there could have been um, more terrain on... Uh, honestly, see, the interesting thing about terrain before we get into the event results, and oh, I know, no, Rob, terrain every day, every day, is that until you build a set of terrain for 40k that's competent enough, which I think I've done for the TSN Arena, you don't really realise how little terrain there is for Age of Sigmar. Intern Matt, quite rightly, has said to me previously, it's like, my dumb Age of Sigmar brain can't handle looking at 40k terrain. And it's true, because it feels like it's so fucking much. that you're like, whoa. Um, so anyway, uh, really interesting uh why is james huge because it's valentine's day look look at this valentine for valentine's day there you go um <laughs> right how did he do it now he's offered to come on the show and talk to me about it um has Myth mr matt davis he's offered to say tell me how how was he able how was he able to take lumeth realm lords who are not a good faction right they're unplayable right how was he able to run a luminous realm lords army list now let's not forget before we look at the list i should just record this this is fun okay let's just record this so looking at the the great south war right the great south war in oh, i can't remember somewhere bournemouth in bournemouth in the uk 
we had a 70 player event uh roughly 70 player event in which uh it was won by lumineth realm lords and i am blown away as we know the winter faq drastically affected these lumineth realm lord lists with sentinels becoming basically unplayable 20 points up on each unit of 10 making for 60 points on what was their competitive list now i haven't looked at this winning lumineth realm lord list but it's been played by one of the best performing players in the world mr matt davies a member of team wales but also if we look at the tsn player stats he's in the top 16. he's one of the better players around the world mind-blowing there yeah, he and he did that with sylvaneth He's got one in there with Daughters of Cain, but he's a big elf fan. Okay, so Matt Davis, this is this is this isn't a fact that Lumineth are back. He hasn't this is the fact that Math Mallow is one of the better players that you're gonna find in the UK tournament scene at the moment. Phenomenal player, great human being. Really like him as a person, happens to be one of my good friends. So I'm super lucky uh, to be able to call him a friend and that I know him. Okay, but he's a good player. And he's played exceptionally well. So it's only because of him and his skill level that he's able to bring what is a poorly performing faction. Now the Winter FAQ has happened because as many people have said online, that 60 points has made the army unplayable. So what did he do? Did he start running a bunch of Helon uh, kind of like wind charges? Is that what we've seen? Has he decided to switch it up and take a bunch of Wardens? Go for kind of more of a Warden spam look and do something unique there. Has he flipped it, played Eumetrica, taken a bunch of Stone Guard? What has he done with his list? So let's look about it. So it's Zytrek. Okay, I'd love to deep dive that in the future because the question is, how did he do it? Okay, how did he do it? He had Severith. Okay, Severith's really good in an army. Okay, how did he do it? He had Severith. Um, it was pretty hard last won't lie. <laughs> he had Severith in his list, right? With the Lord of the Seventh Wind. Now Severith is really good because obviously he's got that shooting attack. He's got the move. He's got the move in the opponent's enemy phase so he can move block. He's got the ability to do mortal wounds when he moves over stuff. So he's kind of like an arcane bolt that flies around. Also is unchargeable pretty much. And he's also got a great shooting attack. Okay. Um, he's also got a Venari Lord Regent yeah um uh which is general uh which was his general with a fast learner and the gift of the kalinar now the lord regent's obviously really good because he can sun bless weapons so sun metal weapons he can he can do it to d3 units uh so really key in that he also had the speedy heesh spell as well uh and then he has a scenario law seeker which is a great little clutch key piece that you can see in lots of lumineth lists ability to go and hold an objective uh right from the get-go um and it means your opponent has to go and try and take it off you uh you can just do some really good stuff with the, the law seeker and it's really good great war scroll amazing utility piece everyone would have uh wanted that um okay so then his battle line his 30 sentinels oh my god i can't believe he put that in his list how would he have how would he have put 30 why would he have put 30 how and why would he have put 30 sentinels in his list after the huge points hike which have made them unplayable unusable i would say um ah that's mind-blowing this is this is the same man who was playing alariel the warsong revenant he was going 4-1 consistently in fact actually ziggy if you've got a link to the player stats if you're still on the chat let's go look at math mallow's player record because as you can see he's been only playing with underperforming armies so again this has got nothing to do with sentinel still being good at all and it's got absolutely thank you ziggy uh, it's got everything to do with math mallow's skill sets it's super important for us all to talk about 
um if we just go look for a moment and if we just deep dive you can go on uh, this this is completely free thanks to ziggy and rob if we just click matthew davies there um you can see he currently uh seventh best performing player in the world um so let's just go and look at him. Let's get a bit of a breakdown of him as a player. Uh, so he's, he ran Daughters of Kane once, um, uh, but he's run Silverneth three times, uh, and he has also run Lumineth two other times. But one of those Lumineth plays, he went 2-3, and the other Lumineth play, he went 4-1. Uh, he's only ever gone 5-0 with Daughters of Kane. So like he's really pushed those Silverneth armies really well. So it's only really thanks to Matt's skill level that we've seen such an impressive... Uh, performance from this low-tier army. Uh, so 30 Sentinels, incredible that he, he handicapped himself like that. Two lots of 10 Wardens, and then another 10 Sentinels. What a brave soul. What a brave soul handicapping himself like that. That is uh, unbelievable. Um, so good. Uh, and then another Wind Spirit. Wow, an Emerald Life Swarm. So this is very different to a lot of the lists that we've seen uh, in Age of Sigmar 3.0 instead of 3.1, because those other lists would have had two Wind Spirits and 30 Sentinels. And so he's just completely gutted his ability to control the board space there. Um, and just outrageous, outrageous, um, outrageous uh, performance there from Matt. Uh, and I think he should be only 92 wounds in this terrible army. Uh, just unbelievable. Well done, Matt. And we're going to deep dive it. Matt's going to come on the show. We're going to deep dive the list in, in detail. We're going to talk to Matt about how he plays uh, and what he does. Um, so 40 Sentinels in his list uh, with uh, Severith, a Wind Spirit, Law Seeker, and the Regent. We're going to deep dive those those plays and how he did it. So that'd be really fun. Shout out to Matt. Uh, he should be really chuffed with himself. I hope that I hope some of the YouTube thugs don't get the sarcasm. Like I hope they do. Like be fucking gold those comments will be gold um <laughs> of course two foxes is enough anyway but obviously matt you've also performed super well you know i think you're a great player um so uh, anyway i messaged him about it last night how does he do it <laughs> you thought 40 sentinels was a nice outside pick to try out uh <laughs> I love you so deeply. Thank you for making my my long-running gag even funnier at this point. Because if it was someone else doing it, not you, <laughs> then then I, I wouldn't have it. It wouldn't be quite as funny. Uh, if he was running fifty sentinels, he would have got six. <laughs> I thought that ogre player was AOS God. My fellow is just God. That's correct. Um, anyway, shout out to you, Matt. Well done. Who did you play? Can you give me your opponents? Uh, Zach Rowe. What did you... Oh, we'll do this on a deep dive. Oh, you beat Nurgle. 40 Plague Bearers. <sighs> 40 Plague Bearers. Good job. Great and clean one. With, with the Wither the Stave. Oh, that's so good. Matt, can I ask if you shot him off on the first turn? Uh, great and clean one. Can I just ask that? Like, can we just can we just get like a confirmed kill count from Matt? Did you on the first time kill the first turn kill the ground clean one? Yes and or no? Please answer my question. Because mm. uh, thirty were coherent and ten were would rage so pick up Did you kill the ground clean one in the first turn? Please, uh, please and thank you. 
Um, next up, uh, he played Eddie Harrison. Uh, Engine of the Gods, Skink Star Seer, Skink Star Priest, Skink Priest, 40 Source God, 30 Source Warriors, the 30 Skink, 30 Source Warrior list. Oh, good. Uh, um, did you kill the Engine of the Gods on the first turn? And all of the characters? Please answer my question. Uh, then Matt Davis versus Nick Hardy, <gasps> the best Flesh Sheet Corpse player in the world. Abhorrent Art Region. Abhorrent Ghoul King of Royal Terrorgeist. Uh, can I ask whether or not you did or did not kill one of the Terrorgeist on the first turn or both? <laughs> Please, <I'm back. laughs> Classic Seraphon list. Yeah, it was. Uh, Nick Hardy, great human being. Phil Marshall. Phil Marshall. He sort of looks like Robbie's a baby. Uh, being carried, yeah. You play Phil Marshall. Archeon, Chaos Lord, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, Untamed Beast, Varangard, War Shrine. Uh, nice! Archeon! How did you deal with Archeon? Please answer my question. How did you deal with him? That's such a difficult unit to deal with. Not sure how you would have dealt with Archeon, but I'm sure you did something. And then you played Mike Whitley in the final round. Can confirm. Okay, you guys might be... Uh, I did shoot one off! <laughs> Looking forward to this all morning. Unplayable. Thanks, Typhoid Tony. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for subscribing. Uh, anyway, in your final round, you played against four Storm Drake Guard, six Vanguard Raptors. Okay. And a Knight Draconis with the Luxstone and the Lord Castellan. I assume you shot off the, the Raptors and then you shot off the <laughs> Storm Drake Guard. <laughs> Agency one really offers tactical depth. In what order do I shoot off stuff? <laughs> uh, thanks to Chimpo Pates for subscribing. 43 months. Shouldn't I have a job by now? Of, uh, shouldn't you have a real job? Yeah, you're right, Jimbo. I'd like to get a real job. How's Matthew achieving this with a shitty nerfed army? It's like the same way as you, Slot Machine Killer. You're doing really well with your Nurgle army, which I still don't think is super good. Like, like I don't think Nurgle is a super good army. I think it's fine mid-tier, but I don't think it's, like, top six. And I should qualify. When I do say stuff, I think stuff isn't top six. Like, um, so since your book release, it's on 57. But I think that that's going to get normalized down to sub-55 in my opinion, because that's not quite enough tournament results. So we'll see that. We'll see how that changes. Okay. Cause I recognize that that's above 55 now, but I think we'll see that normalize in a month's time, in my opinion. Right. So I think you're again, playing it really well. With slot machine killer. Uh, it stops 20 armies. You'll see Nurgle in every world's team, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, Lex. I agree. I great. think it's a great teams list. Great teams list. Super. Mm. Oh, so you played Stormcast. They failed to shoot you off, so you shot them off. <laughs> I love Warhammer so much. Uh... <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to deep dive these. This, this, this. How you play it? It's gonna be. Let's go deep sarcasm on it. That's gonna be really good. Uh, 
Are we talking ARS or 40k? I don't know, man. It's all the same to me. Right, okay. Let's talk about the rest of the event. So with a draw, the Hampshire Hammers and the Crimson Drakes. Dan Arnold! <gasps> what? Aldum, you do like playing. Uh, you've got a shooting army. Your daughter's a cane or a shooting army. Uh, by the way, I'm officially repumped for Warhammer for this weekend. Yes, let's go, Cabbage. I love the Warhammer community. Honestly, the level of dry humor, especially in the UK scene, is second to none. I don't think the rest of it really... I don't think anyone else is engaging in... I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't know. Um, oh, Warhammer Total War is out this week. I forgot about that. Shot off three dragons and six long tricks. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, pretty much I played 40... Oh. Pretty much I played 40k first two games this weekend. Rob, this is me lot. It's just the random pairings, mate, right? Uh, right, okay. I can't believe Mormon Dad did well. Um, I've never heard of Sentinels. What are they for? What do they do? <laughs> right, okay. So Peter... Ah, oh, Peter. Listen, if Peter watches this back, I'm sorry. Ah, <sighs> oh, I don't know. How do I say it? Uh... Can we get an interview with... No, he doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, my thought is just good dice rolls. It's just a shit army that you must have gotten lucky. Yeah. If I'm on the stream and play Total War 3, would watch. 100% planning on playing it. 100 Peter W. That's a great suggestion. Uh, try Vlodacek. Uh, uh, thanks, Kazim. Uh, Pete Vlodacek. Vlodacek? I'm going for that. Thank you. So Pete Vlodacek, what's he playing? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, and he went four with a draw. Engine of the Gods, Skinks, Slan. Two times ten Skinks. Two Steggies. Camos. Sallies. I like the Camos in there as well. What are we obviously are in um, Thunder Lizard. And then a Basti with a Solar Engine. I think the Camos are great, man. Especially for like, Ferocious, uh, not Ferocious, fans, Savage Spearhead. Super good. Super good on that front. And I like that he went cheap on characters. Um, like Slan Skink Priest Engine. I, I know you see that a lot, uh, but I think that this is good. And Curse on there as well is cool. Double Steg, Salamander. This is such a cool list. Love this list. Like this might be. I'm painting a Thunder Lizard list now, and I might. This might be like what I roughly run because it's super nice. It's got like all the utility Skinks for screens, backfield shooting, and also monsters like monsters for days. Engines for the big plays, Salamander, and the camos are clutch. I think the camos are super fun. Uh, <laughs> so we count this as shooting armor, Rob, just trying to figure out how many top 10 AOS events were shooting this. Uh, 12 Crocs of Gauls when? It's a real question. I don't know. Is this a shooting army? Yeah, this is a hella shooting army. This is a double shooting Basilodon. This is a Salamander shooting pack, which also can fight. Camo Skinks are shooting. The Stegalons are fighting, but they've got. They can do up to nine damage with their shooting attack. Engine of the Gods to mortal wounds at range. Um, uh, and also can make these guys shoot twice. Yeah, this is, there's no... There is fighting in this list, but it's the Stegodons, right? Um, Greek theme Seraphon. Oh. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, that's an average Skaven playthrough. <laughs> can we... Uh, Kings are also really good for shooting uh, off heroes with stakes. <laughs> The 
this has turned into a very memeable day. This is a very fun day. Thanks, chat. Thanks, thanks, Matt Mallow, for making this very fun. Obviously, we recognize your skilled-based achievement as well. Like, I would like to be clear that I think you're a great player. Yeah, so you should be super chuffed with your result. But in addition, uh, thanks for just having loads of fun with it because it's super good. Um, never forget the Mertwood Rangers. Uh, okay, this is good. This is, I mean, this is super fun. Like, the re damage reduction in by one plays so nicely into all of the top picks. Seraphon, Stormcast. Um, uh, and uh, uh, Angels, basically. Um, like, so, like, there's, there's, there's lots about this. This is super good. This is super good. But we've seen this... This is very common, right? Like, is anyone in the chat be like, Rob, I haven't seen this before. Like, what the fuck? Like, does anyone not know? Like, this feels very common. Very common, like, as something you see. Untalented Hobbyist, thank you for resubscribing. And in addition, love this reference. Good. Um, at Beach, I only saw about three billion dragons. What up, Scriver? How many fucking custodians did you see, baby? Um, to be fair, you need to get all spells off. Otherwise, you might as well. Bones put shooting. That's true. Um... Uh, are salamanders not worth it? They are 100% worth it. Two ha sal salamander hunting packs are worth it. So worth it. Uh, how many camo skinks to kill six long strikes? That's a great question. Um, uh, like, very pleased for Pete. He doesn't get to play much because of his job. Oh, is this Pete? Is this who we're talking about? This is Pete. Pete, uh, check. If I'm saying that wrong, let me know because of his job i know he's really looking forward to get a chance to put his models on the table dave thanks for the context absolutely love that um i'll make sure i shout him out when i do the recording for the for the podcasts and the youtubes but this is fairly common right yeah so uh, does shooting also work against units or should i just shoot the heroes trying to learn the thing is what's nice about the shooting is you can shoot anything like you can shoot anything um like Okay, Pete Woolard. Uh, well done to Pete. So this is Hampshire Hammer's Pete. So well done. Then in also, also in third, but in second place. So joint, joint this place. You can do anything. <laughs> Karazai, what up? As if Karazai and Krondis have both gone four-one this weekend. The Bros, the international Bros. Um, so real question is, what would be good against that kind of LRL list? You're talking about Matt Mallow's uh, LRL list. I still don't know the answer to what's good against that. Maybe Iron Jaws, because it puts on so much fucking pressure. Maybe. It's a one-drop. You have to beat the one-drop versus the Iron Jaws. So you have to have a one-drop Iron Jaws. You have to win the roll-off. Otherwise, he's going to shoot you more crusher to death. So you lose 50% of the time. <laughs> As a start. Right? Uh, maybe Living City? you can keep stuff off the board so there's a conversation we're gonna talk about shooting after we'll do a big long chat about shooting it's not a bitch not a bitch just a frank and honest conversation about the shooting and what exists right um anything that's literally unplayable true and also uh, 50 cent also with the roll off <laughs> it was probably the ogre list it's probably those lead belchers because if the lead belcher list that we saw being played by our legend over in Australia, so this is the idea. He runs for all his ogre gluttons and his lead belchers. Mathmallow would probably shoot off all the characters in what is a huge mistake, and then the lead belchers was un would like unleash Unagi. Uh, uh, deep striking lots of afflictions at some of Nurglings uh, charging. So, uh, you could do that. 
Um, it's four times six open gluttons. Don't forget those eight lead vultures that are in the list. Shoot is better when your friend has land, so you can all shoot the cool things. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Karazai, Knight Draconis, three times two Storm Drake Guard, and five Tree Revenants. Went 4-1. Great list. Like, these dragons, like, they've been hyped up quite a lot. Um, they obviously had that big nerf uh, before any data came out. I saw a tweet earlier today that said, Bitch on Twitter doesn't know anything. I'm like, well, then how do we get the points changes and also the minus one to wound buff taken off the dragons before they were even released? No one seemed to work it out. Um, uh, uh, I disagree. You had the blocking land such terrain that they make shooting armies ignore land of sight instead. Scribble. All the 40k players looking at the Age of Sigma stuff. All the 40k players are like, well, these Steampunk guys are like, just make lines that blocking terrain. And all the 40k players are like, that's not how it works, lads. <laughs> They'll just make armies that ignore the terrain. Um, if... <laughs> what happens so good? It's so funny. It's so funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, like LRL, yeah. Like that, we already there, mate. It's true, right? Anyway, Karazai the scarred. So, Ka what is Karazai like the super fighty one? I'm gonna talk about. It. I'm gonna look at Karazai, Dan. So he's got the shooting attack, six attacks, threes, ones on the Ren three damage three. What? Say what? Ren three damage three on six attacks. Holy shit! Four attacks, threes, threes, Ren two damage two. Doesn't have a ward though, does it? Got that calamitous tail. Minus one attacks when you fly near it. Um, each time this unit destroys an enemy unit, you can apply the relevant effect. If it destroyed a hero, add one to the or a monster, add one to the attacks. If the enemy unit had three wounds, a wounds character with three or more, uh, add one to run and charge rolls. Wow. And if the enemy unit had two wounds, a wounds character with two or less, you can heal one wound allocated to this unit. Nice. Um, plus one to wound on highest profile. Uh, no suffers the game, probably no ward. Yeah, it's got no ward. This thing must have died loads. I don't know if Dan... I think Dan like was talking to me in the chat last night and was saying that it died a lot. Uh, not one, one plus. No ward, yeah. No ward. No ward. So, no ward of this guy. But some some crazy damage. 18 wounds with a 3-up save. Distraction dragon. It could have been a distraction dragon. That's true. That's true. So, what else was in the list? Well, Dan Arnold. What a legend. What a legend. Uh, six Storm Drake Guard. I just don't like the... I wish they were more like Hoplite style. Storm <laughs> Drake Guard. Five Tree Revenants. Clutch. Clutch. I'm liking all the units. There's loads of these. 40k stands. Scrivo in the chat. Um, these are for... Uh... Oh, God. I'm not going to know enough about 40k to actually say it. Uh, these are for... Um... Oh god. Uh like deploy heliport teleport homers. They're basically like a small and uh, and what's the one where you control the four objectives or the four sides of the board. Uh whatever it's gonna be. Um uh but basically we're seeing uh deep strike, yes, but more than that, they're they're basically they're the ones that control uh the they, they get you savage spearhead basically. Savage spearhead, yeah, which is two units in your opponent's deployment. So they allow you to uh, basically get points in your opponent's board for very cheap. I guess they, yeah, rod, maybe. Um, they, uh, what's the one where it's the table quarters? That's it, line breaker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
But here you see, like, we've seen a few of these. Lord of Afflictions for Nurgle. Tree Revs in this situation. Yeah, that's it. Engage on the fronts, yeah. So we're getting a lot of, like, engage on the front style units in these lists. You see these in a lot of 40k lists. There'll be, like, four commandos in orcs. Or there'll be, like, five, like sorry, five commandos in orcs. Or five commandos of this. There'll be, like, five, five of something in each list that just literally achieve some points. Right? And that's what the Tree Revs are in this as well. Stormtrake Guard is Stormtrake Guard. Uh, and then Matt's, uh, Matt, sorry, Dan is a fantastic player. So I'm not surprised by that result as well. Uh, uh, then, so those are the draws. And then we've got some, oh, we've got a lot of four ones. Okay, let's open some up, boy. Uh, we've got Phil Marshall, Slaves of Darkness. Nice. Archeon, Chaos Lord Pilot, Attack Twice, Six Circle, Varangard, Marcus Inch. Okay. Can you not afford three lots of Varangard now? Because oh, the War Shrine's more expensive. Huh. Okay. All right. If you guys, you guys need me to tell you about this? Three up armor saves that get to reroll ones because of the markers each. They have a spell ignore and they pile in and attack Archeon twice. There's some other stuff, but that's basically it. And in six circle, they do more damage on the charge, uh, which is why you take them, basically. Because you charge in and then you pile in and attack twice, basically. Uh, so that's Phil Marshall. Congratulations, Tim, from Lancer Buckler. Uh, Mike Whiteley. Uh, uh, Mike Whiteley. Um, Stormcast Eternals. Uh, Knight Draconis. Lord Castellan. Three times five Liberators. Four stay on Drake Guard. Six Vanguard Raptors. <sighs> okay. Okay. So that's 4 1. And what did he go? See onto the storm. Uh, he went for Hammers of Sigma for the ward save. Okay. Well done to Mike. Congratulations to him. Matt Goldsborough. <gasps> the Shuffler. How's he done? He must be livid that a Lumineth player beat him. Celestine Prime, Lord Relictor, three times five. Uh, well, two Liberators units and a Vindictor unit. Thanks, Riddlesworth, for subscribing. Big love to you. Um, six Vanguard Raptors, four Storm Drake Guard. How did he do it? How did he write the list? Mm. How did he do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh Matt Goldsworth, lovely to see him. Thomas Bastian. Um what was this? Marathi, Melusai. Oh, 15 Bloodstalkers. Marathi in the Bowstates. Congratulations to him. Well done, Thomas Bastian. Um uh, Cole Wright. Okay, this is this is exciting with the Cruel Boys list. This is fun. Uh Rob, I just sent you a picture of Matchy in person. Where did you send it me? I was borrowing Matt Sentinel's law. <laughs> <laughs> what is this picture? <laughs> That's a good picture. I, I like Matt Goldsworth. <laughs> a Marathi and the Bow Snakes. Uh, right, so, okay. This is interesting. This is interesting. We haven't seen this before. Snatch a boss on Sludge Breaker. Merc Knob with Melcher Banner. Swamp Caller Shaman. Killer Boss on Great Nash Tooth. What? Swamp Caller Shaman with Pot Grot. Ten Grot Rippers. What the? This went 4-1. 10 Gut Rippers, 10 Gut Rippers, 6 Bolt Boys, 2 times 3 Bolt Boys, 10 Hobgrot Slippers, 2 Beast Killers, Killbows in Big Yellers. Nice. Really nice. So that Snatcher Boss adds all the Mortal Wounds. He's got 40 Wounds in Gut Rippers. He's got the Bolt Boys. Um... Uh, that have been reinforced in Monster Cube Boys. You kind of wonder how they don't just they don't get taken off by the other units. But like, 
Uh, Killer Boss on Nash 2, so none of them run away. Um, and it's pretty, and it's got the Fasten as well, so it's a big fighting unit. It's got those 10 Hogwarts slippers, Slitters, which you can teleport, basically. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is like the Dominion box, mainly. Yeah, it's 4-1. 4-1. Cole Wright. What an absolute legend. Uh, not really sure how he did it, but I'm pretty impressed. Aaron Folly. See what he took. Uh, Melly Science Girl, Marathi, and, uh, and some Bloodstalkers, but more Combat Snakes. Two lots of 10 Blood Sisters. Um, he can be invisible in cover, remember, so he can save his shooting boys. Only from units that need line of sight, says James. Um, but you are correct. You are correct. Look, Combat, 20 Blood Sisters. Let's go. Uh, uh, let's go. Uh, and only five bow snakes, so like a little bit of a combat army. Also got the cauldron as well. You generally don't see the cauldron as well, as much. All in Hagnar, which is pretty cool. It's honestly pretty cool list. Pretty cool. Five shadow stonkers, five heart renders. Love that. Love that. Well done, Aaron. That's nice. Tony Kirby. Oh no, wait, sorry. Henrik. Love Henrik. He's so good from the Geo Nine. Henrik Thunder Lizard, Celestine Prime, Engine the God, Slan Skinks Priest. Two times ten skinks, Saurus Guard, Stegodon, Salamander, and Basti. So just split out. So he's taken the Celestine Prime instead of the other Stegodon in the list. Yeah, basically. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this might hurt sponsors a lot. That's true. Uh, okay, so that's well done to Henrik. That's good. That's good. It's just a, a variation on the theme. And then Tony Kirby. What did you run, baby? Vrykos. Nagash. Nice. Didn't lose him. Vampire Lord. Necromancer. Two times 40 Deadwalker zombies. Ten skeletons. Corpse Cart. And the Felbats. So the zombies grabbing the objectives. And Nagash going over and fighting people all day long. Very interesting. He's got the Vampire Lord and the Necromancer as well. So plus one attack on the zombies. Right? And also he's in Vrykos. So it's plus two attacks. And then he can pile an attack twice from the Necro. Can Nagash cast spells? Is he like Kairos? Can he cast spells from other... I don't know. I don't know if Nagash can cast spells from uh, other death mages. Sorry, other death wizards. Because if he can, he could do Van Hells. Which would be good. In my opinion. In my opinion. Okay. Uh, kill all the heroes. Oh, turns out, turns out we already had one all the time. That used to be a thing, but no more. All right. Okay. Atonement. Okay. Let's talk about the four ones. Let's record this. In the four one bracket, we had a bunch of different players. So in the four point one bracket, specifically because they got four wins and a draw, it's Pete W and Dan Arnold. So Dan Arnold of Team Wales and Pete. Now, Pete, as I understand it, works a lot and doesn't get much opportunity to put his Seraphon Thunder Lizard Army on the tabletop. So he'd be super chuffed that he doesn't go to many events and he's done so well at such a large event. So shout out to Pete. He took what is a fairly standard uh, Thunder Lizard list in many ways. Uh, double Stegodon, two lots of 10 Skinks, um, uh, the Engine of the Gods, 
uh, unit of two salamanders uh, and also uh, a Bastilodon obviously shooting twice, all in Thunder Lizard with a Slan and a Skink Priest. Took some Chameleon Skinks as well, which I think is a really nice little side pick. Uh, really good for being able to shoot characters at the back of the board, uh, in addition to all of the shooting that you're getting from the front of the board, like the Sky Street Bows and the Salamanders and the Bastilodon. As well as, as well as, we can't forget, Comet's Call, which comes from the Slan. And in addition, all of the mortal wounds that you take from the Realm Shaper engine. You sometimes, like we'll talk about in one of the other 4-1 lists, uh, also see a Celestron Prime put in there as well, just to kind of like double up on all those mortal wounds that you're doing at range. But uh, a really, really cool list. And especially as Pete doesn't get much opportunity to play, uh, he should be really proud of himself, especially playing up against Dan, who does play quite a bit. Uh, and Dan has been playing loads of Warhammer in ACMR 3, and in my opinion, is a fantastic player. So uh, big shout out to Pete. Dan Arnold, what's not to say? Uh, he ran three lots of two Storm Drake Guard. Uh, he also took, um, I don't think he took six, ra six Raptors, or am I being mental? Uh, Three lots of Storm Drake Guard as his battle line. Oh, sorry. Uh, no. Uh, but he took not Krondis, which we've seen previously do well in 4 1. He took Karazai. So he took the other 600 point dragon, took a Lord, um, and he also took himself a Knight Draconis as well. Uh, and I don't know if he was. Uh, I don't know if he had a. He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't have six long strikes. Okay. Uh, so there you go. So uh, dragons are dragons are dragons. So um, two different players and do two different players in the uh, places in the world running different stormcast lists. One with Karazai, one with Krondis, both going four one. Should be super proud of themselves. Well done to those guys. Uh, so that's fantastic. Phil Marshall was running a Slaves to Darkness list, uh, very much like we've seen ever since ACMR started, or ACMR 3 started, sorry, uh, with an Archeon. It's nice to see an Archeon up there. Those god characters have definitely got a bullseye on them uh, in the ACMR meta at the minute. Uh, he had a Chaos Lord, obviously. He also had a Chaos War Shrine, obviously, because Chaos War Shrine gives you rerolls to hit and wound on Archeon, and the Chaos Lord gives you pile and attack twice. It's all in six circles, so those two units, two Varangard, which he took, are super, super strong because they charge. They get to pile and attack twice is really good so he can trade really nicely with varangard or he can send in big daddy uh archeon to fight uh before he uh, enacts they're all mark zinch so they get to reroll ones to save and they also really importantly have a spell ignore which is really good really uh happy to see uh archeon and also those stormcast lists uh, sorry sorry uh, those uh, safe starts lists still do really well um mike whitley uh with his stormcast eternals hammers of sigmar list I don't remember exactly, so sorry, Mike. Uh, I think it was something along the lines of Knight Draconis, Lord Castellan, three times five Liberators, four Storm Drake Guard, and six Vanguard Raptors. Now you might not have heard about uh, how these armies play. Uh, basically, the Vanguard, the Storm Strike. Oh, sorry, the Dragons are able to the Storm Drake Guard are able to move in the hero phase and then also move in the movement phase, giving them a twenty-four inch move. Basically, they can also shoot thanks to the Knight Draconis in the shooting phase and can shoot later again, doing lots of mortal wounds. Uh, the Vanguard Raptors have got a Holy Command, which lets them shoot in the hero phase in addition to shooting the shooting phase. So you've got like four shooting phases, sorry, two shooting phases happening in one turn, really, coming out from that army. And then you've got four dragons in your face fighting, all with a three-up save, all with the opportunity uh, to rally, basically. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's Mike Whitley. Matt Goldsborough uh, took a Stormcast Eternals list that was very similar. Well, six long strikes, four formulators, and the Celestine Prime was in his list, uh, I'm pretty certain. Um, um, now, the Celestine Prime uh, makes lots of sense. 
Um, uh, but Matt, uh, Matt Goldsborough may be a little bit mad he didn't take the Sentinels to this particular event. We'll see. Uh, but Matt's been pushing the Stormcast around ever since they came out and released and is still doing very, very well uh, in the TSN Global Rankings. Thomas Bastian with the Daughters of Cain list uh, was running Marathi in the Bow Stakes. Did really well. Just had a tough matchup round three. Cole Wright is probably the standout uh, list and or player to talk about from the 4-1 bracket with his Cruel Boys list. Not it was big yellows, but it wasn't maximum bolt boys, it wasn't 42 like we saw at the TSN arena this weekend. He had a unit six and two units of three. He also was running sludge raker, two units of 10 gut rippers, two man skewer bo- um, uh, big kill bows, so the, the, the artillery pieces, and also was running himself 10 hogrop slitters, as well as a couple of other characters. Um, uh, in attendance, obviously, this one called Shaman. Um, Really interesting. I would love to talk to Cole about how he played and what happened with his list. Because truthfully, from looking at the list, I don't really understand how he did so well. I assume it's because Cole's a legend, right? And that's cool. I would like to know uh, what what things happened in his in his army uh, to work quite nicely. I think a lot of people have been pushing Cruel Boys around. They don't have a particularly great win rate. Settled around the 41 to 42% win rate. Um, and from a new book, that's pretty rough. Uh, so it would be really interesting to see what his thoughts are on that list. But that's pretty fun. Aaron Foley with his daughters of Kane did have Marathi and did have five bow snakes, but mainly it was a combat army, two lots of 10 combat snakes, also with a cauldron of blood in his list as well. Uh, so well done to him. And then Henrik with his Thunder Lizard uh, list, slightly different to the list that we saw being played um, by P in that he swapped up having quite as many bodies on the board or Stegadon specifically for that Celestin Prime. Uh, so he didn't have the Camo Skinks and he, he had one less Stegadon, uh, but he got the Celestin Prime out of it. And that Celestin Prime, uh, so good in conjunction with, as I've said before, Comet's Call and of course the Terrain Piece. And then finally, Henrik, uh, no, sorry, Tony Tony Kirby with Soulblight Gravelord's List with Nagash, which is pretty good, um, uh, with that big bullseye on his face, very much like Archeon at the minute. The guild characters all suffering to uh, all of the shooting. Uh, two lots of 40 zombies, Necromancer, uh, and also a Vampire Lord, so the zombies could do some really, really great output in combat, all in Firecross Dynasty as well. Um, so, congratulations to all of them uh, in the form bracket and everyone at the, South, the Great South War. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, 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 okay. Now, final event. Final event in the bank. Let's go. We are doing good. How are we doing for time? Missed the top of the hour break. Massively. <laughs> Missed it hugely. Huge. Uh, also taking 30 minutes to your hero phase. Moves and run down the clock. Strong storm casters on straight. Two times shooting, two times movement, two times charges. Seems very okay. Uh, Root, great game. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Root. Sorry, we were talking about Root earlier. Sorry. Um, we are talking about Burrows and Badgers, which we're going to get into. Uh, we're going to become a Bar- Burrows and Badgers show, mainly. Uh, and if you're not into it, now's the time to leave. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, this other one was in Italy. Okay. I'm all in. Uh, no Nurgle making it to four one. I don't expect Nurgle to to. I expect Nurgle to regularly get to the four one bracket, but probably not much higher. Often, I think it's going to be players who play the blocks that do well. Oh, sorry, chat. Sorry, chat. Just shoot the weasels. <laughs> How's my tweet doing? 
How's my tweet doing? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, not doing too well. Just want to find out how talking about gluttons kind of add those 10 points back on. <laughs> uh, Get this man on the show. We're going to get him on the show. He sounds like a genius. He sounds like a genius. Sounds like he's not a lot of popularity in that tweet. Uh, Wind of the Willows meta. Yeah. Um, you're never Nurgle. I'm not trying to... I'm not saying Nurgle's boring. I'm not. Like, lots of the feedback I've had about Nurgle is that he's strong. My friend Adam Mumford messaged me. He said that they're strong. I trust him. Uh, he said they're strong, feel good. They feel like a good army, a strong army. Not surprised. Uh, to see them doing really, really well. Uh, okay. Uh, let's look at this event in Italy. What was it called? Gods of War. It's <laughs> a big name. That's a big name. How's everyone doing, by the way? Is everyone good? I think it's going down just as planned. I think Zincharkion, I mean, they had like the double nerf, right? Zincharkion was one build, Horrors was another build. They both went down. <laughs> I mean, if you want someone to be sad for, compare Flamers to other units in the game. Um, it does seem like a banner of gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as you can see, it's going down just by the yeah, Gluttons, Grant, and Sentinels. Super true. That's arguably the most true statement that's been made. Uh, right, okay. How many is the form bracket? How big was the event? 56 players. <laughs> Look at last place. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Who'd have thunk last place would be the gits? Who'd have thunk it? Of course, great. Just drove through a bunch of pirates and I felt cool. Oh, go on, Tristan, you got this. Um, a hero. What a legend. Yeah, sad. It is sad, man. It is sad. We talk about the state of the mayor. What flame was losing their teleport and going up in points and not having mortals, but it's okay. They may get some rend into safe second mode. It's fine, all good. Yeah. Like Flamers got battered by 2.0. And then uh, 10 Sentinels, same price as one dragon, livid. I agree. I agree. How, do you know how much 20 shooters are for Goons by Gits? Does anyone know how much 20 shooters are? I really want to know. They're about the same. Right. So. Meme Meme Venerazzo one forty. One forty. <laughs> For twenty shots, fives. Is it fives and fours? <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Right, Meme Venerazzo. Right, we talked about this already. Uh Little Morathi pointed us in this direction. Fours and fives. Oh. We know our place in this game. It's true. Hold on. Let's go open up these lists. Oh. Simon Di Baggio. Wasn't that the name of one of the footballers from Italy? I'm not sure. Let's go. Uh, Stabbers are 150. Big numbers. They are, bud. And I'm sorry about that. Sorry, this is loading. TTO is so fucking slow, man. Like, it takes forever. Come on, hurry up. Uh, okay, Ogres. Okay, so this is pretty exciting. And then we'll do the four ones. Hey, Chaos are in there in the four ones. Stormcast. Uh oh. Sons of Mohammed, Seraphon, Stormcast, Zinch, Sons of Mohammed, Iron Jaws, Stormcast. 
okay it's fine don't call them shooters call them 17 nets without nets <laughs> imagine when they nerf the netters in the new glue spy book like, that, i think that's what will because like the glue spy players are pretty chill they're like yeah whatever man like yeah sure we're not winning lots like sure we're not winning even any games but got our netters and we're having a good time but when that happens um all hail the new nighthawk crossbow unit at home i mean uh shooting orders five battle boxes yeah um roberto baggio was the football i met him once on the boat in malta <laughs> why is that a story not <laughs> suddenly it's like all our royal haters moved to italy okay there you go right so first up uh okay Okay, so Meme Venaro. Okay, so what's he got? He's got the same list. But he's, what's he changed? Is he changed? No, he had a Bloodthirster instead of the Contorted Epitome. So everything I said earlier applies. Uh, but he's gone for table, 10 Plague Bearers as well, not 5 Flesh Hounds. So that's how he's moved his points around. And he hasn't gone for Emerald Life Swarm. Okay, whereas Joel went for Emerald Life Swarm. Okay, then Simone Di Baggio. I'm going to say this is Roberto Di Baggio's brother. I'm going to say it. Right? And if... And, like 100 percent, i'm gonna just put that in there as being true so kragnos frostlord and stonehorn morphine pack two times two stonehorn beast riders okay easy peasy easy peasy by the way i'm this close to printing something that looks like kragnos this close because oh my god does it look like a bunch of fun tom layton from the 40k show uh the zero five list is spiders <laughs> I need to come back. Hold on, 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 hold on. Is this true? Is this true? Tony Montana, 75. Thanks, Tony Montana, for joining, uh, for following us. What up? So cool are you? So cool, you're so cool. Uh, Vito? Vittori Mascadani. It is all spiders. It is all spiders. What a trooper. Scott Boss, Web Spinner, Web Spinner. No Kragnos. Two times ten. Four times five Spider Riders. <laughs> I don't know Spider Man Warp I. Two Warp Eyes. <laughs> He's a real god of war. This guy is, this is the best list from this weekend. I'm shouting him out. I'm absolutely shouting him out. Yeah. I'm shouting him out. Vito. Let's go. Vito Moscodani. Okay. He's getting a shout out as well. Print the Joe Craig bro. If the file doesn't exist, make it. Did he wear a cape? Um, what? We'll look for a Craig bro STL later. How's that sound? Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's sad that if you choose a fun list, there's no hope. It's true. I was saying that point chasing the rocks didn't push spiders to the top of the map. Weird. They did it. They did it with ogre gluttons, right? They literally did it with ogre gluttons. Ogre gluttons went down ten points, and they've just gone four one. So, don't what you talking about? Yeah, out of your mind. Right. Okay. So, what's this called? Gods of War. Okay. Spiders came so close to breaking the bed, but suddenly fell short. Zero five. <laughs> 
Let's do it. Okay, the Gods of War event in Italy, our final event from this weekend. I wonder what it's going to do to all of the stats. It's exciting because we have two 5-0s to look at, which is really good. Now, the first 5-0 that we're going to look at is Meme Venerazzo. He was running a Legion of the First Prince list. That's right. Legion of the First Prince has taken first place twice this week at three events. Twice with the underpowered Luminous Brown Wars taking the other one. So congratulations to him. Now, how does this differ to the list that we saw previously? Well, he's changed around two elements. He doesn't take the Contorted Epitome. Uh, and instead, he's changed that up for a Bloodthirster of Incensant Rage. And uh, he also has changed from having two units of Flesh Hounds to one unit of Flesh Hounds, one unit of Playbearers, but still those 10 Pink Horrors. And he's got the Umbral Spell Portal in the list as well, as opposed to having the Life Swarm, which Joel had. So Italy and Australia high-fiving this weekend, both uh, running away with Legion of the First Prince list, which will be really good for them. Other than that, there isn't really much to talk about. It's a blue control deck, as I said, with the Australian uh, version of this list. Um, we've talked about this loads. Uh, we can deep dive it loads. We've talked about it lots on the Twitch show already. Um, it's just a very strong, very competent list, but you must play it super well. In maybe like kind of like this is all about control, deft manipulation of the board state. The other 5-0 list, run by Simone Di Baggio, who interestingly is Roberto Baggio's brother, little brother. Most people don't know that. Simone Di Baggio was running a Frostal and Stonehorn in an Ogre Moor Tribe Zone army, but also was running Cragbro. Cragbro, the end of empires. A unit of two Mornfang and then two units of two Storm Stonehorn Beast Riders. Now, the thing about... Crag Bros, he lets you charge on 3d6. The thing about ogres uh, is that when they do a charge, your however many, uh, wh whatever the total is that you rolled for your charge roll, let's say it was a 10, you roll a dice, you roll those 10 dice, and then any four ups will cause a mortal wound. That's, uh, that's at least true for the big monsters anyway, right? So lots of mortal wounds when you charge in, lots of impact hits, lots of damage, right? Really, 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 really strong. Really good. Uh, now, this is just all aggression all the time. Uh, we had four Crag Bros playing this weekend. Uh, one Glue Spike gets uh, Crag Bro, uh, two Sons of Behemoth Crag Bros, uh, and then one uh, Ogre Moor Tribes Crag Bro. And honestly, I've got to say, I feel like this is one of the most fun lists that you can currently put out there. Yeah, you'll have a great time. It's fairly competitive. Um, like, I think Simone has done particularly well uh, to go 5-0. Uh, ultimately, I think that this will be a really fun army for people to pick up and play. Really easy to paint, put on the table. Uh, really good. And congratulations, Simone, because I think I think it's more of a 4-1 list. So going 5-0, she'd be super proud. Now, before we get to the 5-0 bracket, I want to talk about Vito Moscardoni. Uh, Moscardini? Vito Moscardini. I'm not very good at pronouncing these. Yeah, and Vito uh, had an amazing event uh, at, um, at the God's War event, running a very unique list, so I wanted to shout it out. Um, he was running a Gloomstrike Gits. He was running Grimskull Grim Tribes. He did a Skullboss and Gigantic Spider, two Web Spinner Shamans on Arachnorok Spiders, two times 10 Spider Riders, four times five Spider Riders, and then... Maybe the first time I've seen them in Competitive Age Sigmar was Arachnorok Spiders with Spiderfang War Party, and he had two of them. Two War Party Arachnoroks. Yeah, now, I'm not, like, I think that this is one of those tougher lists to push around. So I think he's done really well to 
to play to place where he placed uh, because ultimately spider riders are just having a real tough time uh, anyway uh, playing in these lists uh, so i think the fact that he brought the list and the fact that he did as well as he did with them he should be super chuffed with it uh, so shout out to him and everyone start paying up your spiders uh, for the spider meta uh, we are in the 5-0 bracket right we're in the we're in the the five and zero bracket yeah the the isn't that list a zero five list and i think he did really well to place where he placed at zero five none of what i said wasn't true apart from the roberto baggio thing i think he did really well to place where he placed and that's super true okay like i completely believe that uh right lorenzo <laughs> it's like really shit stand-up comedy now the Warhammer Club. It's just shit Warhammer comedy. Um, right, okay. Let's open up some of these lists, bad boys. Uh, we're, we've done it, Thomas Mariani. I love that the Hunts of Heartland's proper attempts to minimise damage from the monster metal. What a lad. Nailed it. Just had Craig Brown becomes a 2-3 list. Yeah. I don't think I can keep up with the levels of irony anymore. <laughs> it's what happens when you're live all the time. Also, it's just a far more, like... Uh, engaging way to like process like the information like fucking hell like imagine like like we're just having so many, much fun with math mallow in the sentinels right um took the losses like a good gets player should i agree right lorenzo six raptors six storm drake guard natriconis lord relictor okay uh roberto caligari iron jaws 10 brutes nice Three Gorg Runners, five Art Boys, Rogue Idol. Is this a one drop? Yep. Uh, Mega Boss, one Chanter. Interesting. Only one Chanter. And then the Weird Knob Shaman. I don't think he's got the point. He's got the points to have two. What? He had the points to have two Chanters. Went for a Weird Knob instead? Crazy. Crazy stuff. I would never do that. Uh, Ferrancio uh, Biaccio. So it's Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, War Stomper, War Stomper, four Gargs. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Ryan Agius. Zinch. Okay, this is fun. I haven't seen many Zinch. Let's do well. Lord Change, Kairos, Cursling, Changecaster, Blue Scribes, two times ten pinks, ten Karak, Acolyte, Spell Portal. Is it in a battle regiment as well? Uh, yes. Interesting. What's he taken? Coven, Hosar Karnum. So he's just got... Ah, oh, the Curseling's fun. The fact that Curseling's in there is great. Curseling's one of my favourite rule sets in Age of Sigmar. Super good. Um, max summoning points. Yeah, it's a summoning, it's a summoning list. Uh, you can, it's, it's a summoning list. It's just designed. So sort of Blue Scrabble's in there as four as well. Although, interestingly, they didn't go for knowing more spells um, uh, as the enhancement. Uh, went for an artifact. Um, Fang Circler, and then they went for... What artifact did they go for? The artifact, the aspect of Zinch on Lord Change. I like to think he was also wearing a spider costume, just tied all together. Honestly, uh, Admiral Willis this weekend was wearing an Admiral's hat. Peak Warhammer performance. Peak Warhammer performance. Um, that's all you need. That's why I might wear like a Hopolite outfit if, I've, if ever I can find myself a Hopolite army that I might want to play um, on the tabletop. Uh, uh, okay. Right, so, um, or that he was dressed as a grot and paid buff guys to carry around the spider costume. I hate this bit already. What bit do you hate? 
what the people dressed as their outfit, as their armies, or oh, no, the Harpolite bit. <laughs> Stop being mad about it. Stop being mad about it. The polite Harpolite. Thank you. What are you bitching about? Um, all the. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, Ryan Agius. Uh, so this is summoning list. Okay, summoning list, summoning list, summoning list. Uh, Luca del Bogalga, Boston Freight Guard, Six Raptors, and Bastion, sure. Uh, Petro, I'm not reading that. Some Seraphon, Thunder Lizard, with a Basti. Not reading that. Not reading that. Um, good luck. I have no idea how you'll ever find a Hoplite army. I agree. Um, I agree. I have no idea how I'll ever find one. Uh, I should show you guys. I, sh I should show you guys in a minute. I'll go get it. Give me a minute. Uh, so you're going to dress in a toga and post the arrest of questions about compare for AOS while you play. Yes, that would be good. Uh, Kragnos and friends. Sons of Gatebreaker, Gatebreaker, Kragnos, Mancrusher. This is a new list. This is a new definitely good list. Double Gatebreaker, Kragnos is a new list. Um... I have no idea how he found the second uh, Owen Hoplite because I have dyslexia. That's how I did it. Yeah, Hoplite, Hoplite. 80 Wardens and Oracle from 30. Um, look, this is a new list. People are taking this everywhere. Craggy, Crag Bros. Like Crag Bro, Jamie the Man Crusher, and then Double Gatebreaker as two guests on the show. Um, uh, like... This is like a. This is very competent as a list. I think we're going to see this all the time. If you look at the armies that were playing this event, top thirty-five is like only five different factions. Interesting. Um, new. We covered it last June on the show. <laughs> okay, so it's more common. How's that sound? How's that sound? All right, let's record this bit and then we're done. Then we can just do memes and stuff for the last hour, which is all I really want to do every day anyway. Doctor Gatebreaker, an expert in his field, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Gatebreaker, sure. Uh and then the other gatebreaker. Who isn't so much as a suit as a white supremacist, he's just more of a that gatebreaker's more like white friendly. Uh that the other gatebreaker. Like he's he, he doesn't have problematic views when he comes on the show. It's fine. Mm. Okay. Alright. <laughs> uh right. Uh the meta just caught up with us. That's true. It's like there are people just having conversations about terrain this weekend, and we wrote a terrain pack seven months ago. Whatever. Okay, in the 4 1 bracket in Italy, it looked very interesting, especially as, thanks to the Twitch chat, I've been reliably informed that the top 35 is all about this. It's the same three or five, uh, three to five different. Oh, I'm going to re record that. That's a fucking disaster. Top 35 is only like five different factions. Okay, in the 4 1 bracket. A uh, nice mix of different armies. However, it does look like there were only five different factions in the top 35 at this event, uh, thanks to Zuckanuka in the chat. Uh, okay, so let's talk about these different lists and what we've seen in them. Uh, Lorenzo uh, Bakifa uh, was running some Dragons and Storm, uh, storm Strikes. Uh, sorry, Long Strikes. Uh, Roberto Caligari was running uh, a War Crusher, and Wheatley only went for the one. The one war chanter, as opposed to a war chanter, and also a, um, a, a double war chanter. He went for a war chanter and a weird knob, which was quite fun. And he had a nice mixed army. He had two units of three gore grunters. He had ten brutes, five brutes, five hard boys, and a rogue idol. 
the plethora of Iron Jaws army. So that's really nice to see and, and super fun. Um, Francesco Biacocchi uh, was running uh, four bigs in his list, uh, in his Sons of Behemoth destruction list. Ryan Agius was running a Zinch Arcanites list. And what was cool about the Zinch Arcanites list is it was, well, sorry, Disciples of Zinch list, sorry, uh, is he was running... Uh, more of a summoning build. So he did have Kairos and a Lord of Change in there. And it, uh, he also had the Blue Scribes, obviously. Uh, two lots of 10 pink horrors. But was running lots and lots of casting to try and generate lots of summoning in his list. And also makes his list a bit of a magical gun line. All run in Hosar Karnum. Uh, Luca Del Boga was running Dragons and Longstrikes. Uh, Pietro Paolo Cardinale was running a Seraphon list, which was Thunder Lizard with a Basti and some other stuff but he didn't format this very well so i didn't read it uh and then tomaso mariani uh, was running a sons of behemoth list which is kind of the new sons of behemoth list crag bro double gatebreaker and then jamie the man crusher so one solo man crusher so you've got crag rogan one man crusher jamie and two gatebreakers is his special guests in the 4-1 bracket and that rounds up this week's set of events Okay. Uh, uh, well, I'm hoping you'll check the teaser of the rings power if you haven't already done. Oh, we'll definitely do that. We'll do that as a chat in a minute. Um, I need to record something to end the show. Like end that bit, that meta bit. Um, or I make it a separate video. I can't decide. I can't decide. Do I talk about the meta and the shooting now? In this video, just get it out of the way. Or do I make it a separate video? I don't know if I've got like formulated thoughts. Can we say the other guest is Alex? <laughs> uh, isn't this already fairly long? Well, you have to remember, horses, that I've actually been recording certain sections out. Uh, make it a separate one. Uh, I don't think this is that long. Separate. Separate is like, let's talk about the matter sort of conversation. All right, well, I'll wrap it up. So those are all the event results. Obviously, if you want to deep dive stats, you can go onto the honestwargamer.com, look at all the stats produced by Ziggy and Rob. Uh, there's loads of really information, uh, really useful information in there. You can also follow the TSN Stats Center Twitter as well for more live stats updates as well. Uh, thank you to everyone who played this weekend. I hope you had a great time. And good luck to everyone in our seven events that are occurring next weekend good luck to all of you we may do some list reviews this week uh, but i hope you all do well have a great time thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to the honest wargamer okay right let me let me be clear about what i want to try and say in the video and about shooting and the meta wholesale it's interesting uh separate one can I have a clickbait title uh, that's, that's the state of the matter i guess is what i'm going to do um aos is the new 40k shooting terrain obnoxious drinking <laughs> it's very balanced uh can you make a shooting chat last 10 minutes for youtube oh yeah definitely the problem is making it too long um that's the real question i guess we should go look at the win rate armies like that's the one to talk about uh like because then we can use the stats as like the backbone of the conversation um, and we should do it from 3.1. That seems fair. Uh, I think we should do it from 3.1. Or should we do it from when Stormcast was released? I don't know what the fairest way of doing it is. Maybe from Stormcast release? 
I don't know. Uh, shooting the shoot face is fine. Yeah. Uh, ad break time. Yeah, I'll do it in a minute. Can you make shooting channels 10 minutes? Yeah, sure. It's very balanced. I just don't know what my thoughts are. Fuck it. I'll just record it and we'll see what I'll see what my thoughts are. We'll find out. Let's find out together, shall we? Um, hello. Okay, so a state of the meta show uh, for Age of Sigma. Lots of conversations uh, from this weekend. Uh, lots, yeah, lots of data from this weekend, uh, and also generally from Age of Sigma as is. And I think there's been like a lot of like back and forth about generally the state of the meta, as there always has been. Um, I've done this show in some form for four years. Uh, for Age of Sigmar, looking at event results, looking at stats, looking at like crazy armies that have been doing really well or armies that have been underperforming. And like we've really like come to like a like a beautiful place really in Age of Sigmar where at least more than anything we have the stats that are on the Wargame website to really inform the conversation that we have. Um I'd say that first off that like probably the amount of data that we have are in the stats will never be enough. You can't quite you can't quite get enough data and enough games. Uh, that said, so it takes a lot of inference. Uh, and even though uh, it could look like armies are doing well or not doing well based on a single 5-0, like this one army did 5-0 uh, or this army went 4-1, so it's completely fine, as Gluttons did this weekend uh, at an event. Uh, and thank you very much to Maulage for subscribing for the first time. Uh, this is live on Twitch, by the way. Uh, you can join me most days on Twitch. I think the, the main conversation uh, centers around armies that are too good most of the time. Uh, and there's like lots to unpack from that. The first thing is like, there are always armies that are too good, right? So it'll be something else next week that people complain about versus something uh, that people complain about this week. Um, and the general feeling is, and I think this is true, is that your experience at an event is pretty much, this is a gaming event, your experience at a gaming event uh, is normally overwhelmingly positive like it's normally very positive very upbeat and very good most of the time that said though again just looking at the stats for a little minute um if you're a gloomspike gits player uh, with a 30 percent win rate like if your army lost 70 percent of its first games which it can do uh and the stats have said that at the moment so like your first first uh turn sorry first game loss rate is 70 percent you got to ask yourself it doesn't feel like it seems particularly fair, right? Like, you've got a right to complain. Like, why is it my army as good as another army? And why are these other armies that are way better? Now, some people will say, well, they've got new books. You've got to wait for your new book. That seems, again, a little bit unfair if you've invested six to eight hundred pounds in your army, painted it, done all of its work to find out that it's just not particularly good. Similarly, being able to put, um, being able to put armies on the board quite quickly that are brand new, that are very strong, feels like... It's very much like could be paid to win or that just ultimately it feels like uh, maybe it's less about how you play and more about what you buy. I'd say that there's some validity to that conversation in lots of different ways um, because that's true, you know, like fundamentally. But um, there was a time when Sinesh uh, had a 75% win rate in Age of Sigma and it didn't have it for two weeks. It had it for six months. And I complained about that a lot. You know, I complained about that a lot and a lot of people in the community pushed back and said you know like oh you've just been salty it doesn't really work and i'm like well i've got to do event coverage every weekend like when i talk about lists all the time i've just read through a bunch of different lists and they've varied a bit generally but ultimately there was a lot of the same stuff that i expected to be good when the books came out and they're still good now which is unsurprising truthfully uh the ones that kind of really shocked me the ones that are um the ones that are different and wild and you know you kind of ask yourself 
uh, what's happening ultimately. Um, the so so let's just go back to some of those points really quick and make sure I uh, I recover them. Uh, yes, there's stuff that's strong now, and yes, there'll be stuff that's strong in the future that isn't the stuff that's now, and there's stuff that was strong in the past. Sinesh is a good example that is terrible now, right? Sinesh has got I don't know what his win rate is, but it's not high, um, basically. So. What does that mean as a game state? And what does that mean to you as a player? Uh, because right now we're talking about shooting. Storm Strike, uh, sorry, uh, Dragons seem quite good. So do Long Strikes seem quite good. Uh, they, they, they seem pretty potent. And as much as I meme a lot of the time, uh, 30 Sentinels are still fantastic. You know, and Lumineth are still very, very good. Um, and as are a bunch of the other kind of like top six, ba like bad armies, if you will, bad armies. Anything that goes over 55%, I consider to be, you know, a bad army like it's too good you know and it gives unfair games it gives it gives an advantage to your opponent now there are winners and losers in this in that some armies play well against other armies you can adapt the meta right um uh like you can adapt the meta quite significantly uh your army to play into a meta like maybe you could bring more shooting or maybe you could no deploy against the current shooting but the concept that armies aren't fun to play against is subjective and the idea that um they're not uh like that there'll be a big bad in the future is also true but i don't think that that really escapes the idea that something is dumb on paper and we've seen the same things be dumb on paper regularly a lot of people are talking about shooting at the moment and people are talking about uh maybe even double activations i'd like to say that i think from four years four years of looking at this stuff there seems to be a, an order for me of stuff that's too good and to break it down in my opinion that are consistent and i have multiple examples of multiple different metas where it's been different armies but the same problem and the same problem is always one drop battalions one drop battalions always give you the option to know what's happening in the first turn and to control and outgun your opponent in loads of different ways first it was um uh, vanguard wing for stormcast and then we had Silverneth to a great degree, uh, but not quite as much as Change Host, which we also had. Then we had Change Host again uh, in the last edition and a bunch of other one drop battalions. The Silver, the Sinesh that I'm talking about were a one or two drop army. Uh, they were supreme cyberite armies, uh, pretty much. Uh, the ability to lower your drop so you can control the board state is huge, right? It's happened time and time again. Uh, and I would really like to not see uh, um, the battle regiments in the core battalions stay because they give huge advantages to powerful armies and they don't give huge advantages to other armies. Um, it's always been an issue, always been an issue consistently in Age of Sigmar. So when you do start to look at this stuff, we'll talk about certain units or certain armies all the time that may be too good, but the things that seem too good oftentimes is because they've got the ability to control or dominate the first turn, uh, which would be nice to see that changed around i would like to see that changed the other thing is double activation thank you to my friend llv in the chat uh for saying so double activation is stupid it doesn't make any sense like it, it makes no sense when it's keyed to a resource over um uh like like when, it, when it's keyed into a resource that's easily come like when you can come to it easily so fleshy of course is a good example of double activate uh when they were performing incredibly well last edition we didn't really have tons and tons of double activate 
back in the day. Uh, as Age of Sigmar has developed as a game system, as the game designers have added new rules and new things that they really enjoy, we've started to see uh, other things occur. We did have examples of some double activation, but not quite as prevalent, uh, prevalent as being able to double activate a Keeper of Secrets, then another Keeper of Secrets, then another Keeper of Secrets. So effectively, what you would do at that point, I can't remember their points cost, I think that was about a 1,000 points of Keeper of Secrets, you were able to double activate them and fight with 2,000 points in the combat phase for three command points. Ghoul King on Terrorgeist is another good example. It would pile in, it would activate for its 450 points worth of damage, and then it would spend one CP for 450 points more of damage. I always said, I've always said that the ability to just spend a CP to double activate a thing is moronic. And I still would think that that's true in game design. It doesn't make any sense. I like it when it's key locked into a character. I think that's quite fun. I think it like when it's uh, when you see it on the Chaos Lord with Archeon, for instance, it's really hard to do. It's really difficult to achieve. Archeon's a big, fast beast, and a Chaos Lord on foot is just a little fellow running behind him, trying really hard. I think that works uh, quite nicely. Um, like, and it's a little bit more difficult to achieve. And I think there's also something to talk about with difficult to achieve in a moment. Um, that works quite nicely. But ultimately, I wouldn't mind seeing no double activation happen at all. And this has become very, very relevant as we've moved into a shooting meta uh, in Age of Sigmar 3. Because that double activation that we see, like, is generally upsetting people a lot. Like, we have we have that double activation, obviously, with Marathi and the Bow Snakes. We've seen that time and time again. And now we're seeing it with Stormcast, be they Judicators, be they Long Strikes, um, be they Castigators. <laughs> That's for the Twitch chat, right? Whatever those ones. The double activate is, again, too good. It's also on Dragons as well. Sorry, I forgot about that. But you do have to bring in a character uh, which you need to make them battle line so it's double effective uh, to shoot twice. It's really, really good. We, I mean, we also see shoot twice also kind of in... Um, uh, we see... Wherever we can see shoot twice, we often see it. Another good, exa a good example would be one that's more difficult to manage uh, but still achievable is Iron Drakes. Iron Drakes are pretty mainstay in Cities of Sigmar armies, but what they do is they use the bridge to teleport over the Iron Drakes, which means they don't class as move, which means they get to double shoot effectively. They get to shoot twice, right? Um, uh, like So the, the key factor is those double activates, in my opinion. And when you get one plus two oh boy oh boy do you have a recipe for disaster in my opinion you have a recipe for disaster and we've seen it Sinesh. we're seeing it in stormcast not the stormcast win rate is anywhere near Sinesh's because it's not so it's super important to point out that it's not yeah it's super key right it's fairly dominant uh and will continue to be so Right, um, and then Sentinels are also dumb. I'm just going to throw that in there because that needs to be said because uh, they're dumb and they should be 250 points for 10 and anyone who doesn't like that is an idiot. Uh, so, <laughs> just to throw that in there, um, uh, get them out of the game. Uh, shooting is relevant now. Fighting was relevant before and the shooting has made the fighting irrelevant. What can you do to change the shooting? It's a great question. Uh, could you have better terrain on boards? That's true. They have better shooting. Uh, they have lots of shooting in 40K, but they also have much better boards in competitive 40K. Competitive 40K is also, and this is super important, generally leveled up its uh, its terrain. It might not look very good, but they have lots of very functional line of sight blocking terrain at many massive tournaments compared to, it, compared to Age of Sigmar. Massive tournaments for Age of Sigmar have little to no terrain, 
that's really of any effect. Uh, all some is, like Blood Tithe, for example, was particularly good. I thought uh, Mark did working really hard to make sure that was good. But ultimately, they generally don't tend to see it. Would making all-terrain line site blocking help in the current meta? Like, maybe. Uh, but teleporting, obviously, is effective for, for many different armies that are those shooting kind of bad guys. And also, uh, ignoring line site shooting also exists in our game as well, because in 40k, they've made loads of terrain, and then the ignore line of sight shooting became king. And there's examples of that, and if you follow competitive 40k, you'll know what I'm talking about, right? So... Uh, double activation on combat, 0% chance. Sorry, the chat's just asked me a question. 0% chance. Double activation, never, like I would say, because you, you have to understand the economy of scale. Like that one CP for twice is crazy numbers. It's crazy numbers. When you're talking about the ability to charge one unit, then another unit, and you re-roll the charge, because it's really important that one unit gets in, but then you don't have to re-roll the charge, which is like, how does the CP that gives you a re-roll charge be the same as summoning a 450 point unit that's what you're saying i'd like to for one cp summon insert points cost of unit you're double activating for one turn if you if that was if that was a command ability that was in a book for one cp you can summon x unit for one phase you would lose your mind if that was it there people would think that that would be fantastic right uh uh shout out tom in the chat thanks very much i hope you had a great weekend um so the solution to shooting is probably to produce as much good terrain as possible that we could put on the board uh and uh to control um the keywords that that terrain has that would be really good as well but we're in the early stages of age sigma and i'd like to be crystal clear we are we don't we haven't even seen the broke book for age of sigma yet all of these books that have been coming in have been okay in age of sigma terms they've been like 60 percent ish like they haven't been crazy right they haven't been crazy they've been obnoxious but they haven't been crazy we haven't got there yet okay there's going to be a book and when that book happens there's gonna be a lot of rows online yeah there's gonna be a lot of people saying it's too good a lot of people saying it's not good enough there's gonna be a lot of people and i'm sure i'll be part of that conversation as well right and there'll be a lot of things that are occurring in a game which is ultimately just pretty fun like because I would like to advocate for the rules being better from Games Workshop, but they're not going to be. They haven't made any consistent strides in the four years of me doing competitive coverage, in my opinion. Not one. Not one. Oh, no, actually, no, that's not true. No, no, no. They have. They have. The new rules, at least, are numbered, which is nice, right? Okay? They haven't. So, like, something really important to, to digest is that they're not a games company and the games that they produce are wildly imbalanced and really poor in many ways. They need either community FAQs or they need big discussion to get stuff sorted. Okay, but that, but that doesn't mean that they're not super fun. Right? It doesn't mean that they're not like engaging. Like I've had a venue full of people playing H2O this weekend and they've had a great time, right? That's fun. Where it gets unfun, I think, is when you try your hardest at events and you have to understand that sometimes you're just going to lose maybe on the first turn. And that's a rough one for people. Um, uh, uh, like, uh, you made a, a lot of these points in the Sentinel video a few months ago, but now there's the additional point of why is this still in the meta five months later? Thank you very much, Honke. 
uh yeah they're doing uh they do they are doing the video game thing blend some random words release and fix it in post-release yes but they don't really fix it now you would be like oh wow that's pretty cynical rob like that was just the this is my opinion based on my experiences for four years okay and that's fine like i mean <laughs> like <laughs> like the miniatures are real fun like it's a fun war game to play like and there are probably other war games that are going to try their hardest to be better game systems in the future but i don't think that means that agency is going to lose its traction um so my my personal way of dealing with it is having a fun time right not letting it get to me right because that's going to happen i'm going to like a good example would be it's very 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 possible i take a one drop iron jaws list to a tournament i lose the roll off for the first turn uh and then six long strikes just lift my war crusher off the board it's a pretty integral piece to my army. All 30, 30 Sentinels lift my more Crusher off the board on the first turn. It's very possible that that occurs. <laughs> like, so, like, what, not go? That seems silly. Yeah? Shout at the people for taking the things? Also seems silly as well. None of that seems to work for me on a personal level. Um, just be like, cool, not a problem. I think the game designers are terrible for allowing that to happen. I think they're bad at game design. And I think that they could do lots better. I think they should do lots better. I think the fact that Ziggy and the chat uh, have worked super hard, um, also, sorry, uh, Rob, uh, super hard to produce quantitative stats, which they could look at and, uh, and assess. The fact that we're still post-FAQ on Sentinels, and they're still just as good as they were before. Sorry, boys. I know I've been memeing, but the, the Lumeth Army is as good as it was before. Maybe it's got other threats in the game, but it's just as good. And if you think different, you're wrong. Like, there you go. Um, uh, I'm loving MCP and looking for Southwood Legion. Uh, I need to find someone who looks at me like James looks Rob. Good. I would love it in the new JSP gave extra points for doing battle tactics with shooting units. <laughs> I feel like uh, I played a ton of games against Stormcast with my jaws in the lead up to our last GT and I got used to it with the time. Yeah, with the time. <laughs> uh, thanks, T-Man Cash. Yeah, the counter is that you win the roll off and the whole Iron Jaws army crosses the board and lifts everything. It lifts a lot. That's the counter. That's the counter. Um, we've had stats, stats. Yeah, we've had stats for a while, and like, and also we've had stats meetings with Games Workshop, uh, and they've basically ignored it. Um, that's also something that like is also relevant. So like, like you, we can't put a lot of pressure on them as game designers because like, it's that classic. Like, and I don't want to be too over the top here. It's that classic. Like, you can't make someone love you who doesn't want to love you. Like, it's not how it works. Right, it's not the experience that exists out there. Um, you know, like even in Age Sigma Three, we've seen comp enacted at events, right? Uh, which is really interesting. I think ultimately, though, it seems like it's super fun to play based on people's experiences from this weekend. I know that I'm excited to play it, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I don't really know what the conclusion is to this. Um, the state of the matter is that some stuff seems really strong and it will continue to do until something else comes out that seems really strong. The fact that that's fucked or not fucked is irrelevant, basically, because no one's listening. Like, no one's shouting about it. No one's screaming into the void. Like, we're really just arguing amongst ourselves. And I think maybe that's the point that gets to me at a certain point, is the arguing amongst ourselves. Because what does it really achieve? Like, it doesn't make Games Workshop listen because they don't care. Um, it doesn't make the game designers listen because they don't care. Um, if they cared, gluttons would have two-inch reach on their weapons, right? Like, they would realize that they fucked up coherency and they've done something about it, but they haven't, right? But that doesn't mean you can't go and have loads of fun. And if you listen to this and you think, well, actually, like, maybe I don't want to support a game that does that. I think that's super fair. 
Like, that's a super fair response to not want to. Why, Rob, if you think all those things are true, do you want to support the game? <laughs> well, number one, I don't support it financially loads. Uh, let's be real. Yeah, it's very rare they get money out of me. Number two, um, I like playing games with my friends. Like, I play enough that I can make a list that's too good or not good enough, and I can tailor how strong I make what I play is. Which is, and I'm in the fortunate position that I've got enough armies that I'm able to do that, right? I'm very fortunate. Okay, I'm super excited about going to the World Championships. I think that the skill expression that will be on, on, on view in Age of Sigmar, sorry, at Worlds, will be huge. I think skill expression that happens in your local tournaments is huge. I don't think people will just face roll with the armies. But I think when you combine skill with power level of army, goes through the roof. Yeah, you end up in this crazy, crazy, like, place. Yeah, you're just up there. But and that's generally what tends to be what happens. There isn't much opportunity to showboat in Age of Sigmar in, or in 40k. I mean, you. I mean, I don't know if you've looked at this. As of recording on the 14th, oh, Valentine's Day 2022, if you haven't looked at what happened this weekend in 40k, it's fucking mental, right? First time I've sworn in this video. Like, mental. Like, just lads that have never played before are getting into like top eights with armies that have just been released and those armies just got points drops it's nuts right there's two game systems that they produced but playing with your friends is super fun i don't want to tell you maybe we just shouldn't put as much stock in wins maybe there's that uh maybe we should just have more fun with it because it's a hobby that's where i'm at i don't know where this video went or if i'm even going to post it actually uh, truthfully, because started out with some thoughts and ended with some thoughts. I'm not really sure what it is. Uh, but uh, kind of where I'm at at the minute. Uh, and if you want a perfect record, the key is to play only spiders. That's true. Like, one of my favorite people to play in the world is Mr. Nathan Prescott. He's played Gloomspite Gits for years. Uh, and knowing that Gloomspite Gits are terrible now, I quite often will make my lists not as good as they maybe could be. And we have a fucking great time. Super fun. Like, and I'll continue to do so. Uh, but they're doing the best they reasonably can. Oh, yeah, and also, just maybe a final point, for anyone who argues that Games Workshop are doing the best they reasonably can in the current profit margins that they're making and aren't supporting a game system which millions, not millions, but thousands of people play, is wearing a clown hat, and I think you're a mug. Like, I think you're like a, I think you're like some weird corporate mug, yeah, with like a, like a dumb, like, I don't know, leather jacket, not leather jacket, but you know what I mean, like, you're just like, you're just, just get on your belly, just go to Games Workshop, go to the HQ, get on your belly, get naked, just like, just lie belly down in front of the HQ, because you're a moron, yeah, they're not doing the best they reasonably can, they make so much money, if you spoke to another game studio, game studio, about how much money they make, you're out your mind, right, that's where, if a finger needs to be pointed anywhere, it's not at each other, so the company made the game. That's where you should be. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Obviously, leave your thoughts and comments below. Um, ultimately, I think COVID also had a big effect on me. I just want to have fun, see people, have a laugh. Like, it's really important to me that that happens. Uh, super important that that occurs, right? Everything else is just, like, it's just spice. It's just spice for the Spice Factory. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys soon. Um, are you telling Games Workshop stands to lay in the road? I am. Yeah. Um, that's a resourcing issue right there. Rather than having... Just, uh, it, that's a resourcing issue right there rather right rather than designers themselves they just don't give them the resources like they don't they don't comp is the only way positive experience is the only way that you play these fucked armies is more important uh, on our end of things yeah like it's so important that we have fun like 
the thing is though is 80 percent. i'm gonna say 80 percent of the people who play are gonna have fun regardless like the guy with the spiders that went, went zero five in italy like there's no shot he didn't understand what he was doing he was like a ragnarok with war pie this is gonna be a laugh like no shot um uh that was great but i didn't know if i said anything in that video i just said my thoughts and feelings in that video right like uh have you had your mandatory dosage of heresy yet says crystal wind gaming i have not uh had my mandatory dose of dosage of heresy how would i do that uh there was a link in the chat where is it tom tom send me the link what are we looking at oh no eldar isn't this out yet when does this come out Eldari at dwindle rate um if you play five games and lose five you know yeah Eldar guardians didn't have fun with my core heroes were taken off by turn one by six long strikes i mean who would who would uh, but that isn't the argument i'm making um, my argument is is that we know that it happens right that's kind of the point uh wait there were pictures of 30k wait that was big where is it where's the pictures of plastic need to buff the crap out of eldar and see 30 27 year old <laughs> let's be real we're gonna buy minis anyway let's push good um chat do you want to know where my meme about the hoplites is coming from do you want to see my hoplite meme army do you want to see it should i go get it should i go get the hoplite meme army out of the uh out of the i'll go get it i'll be back in one second and we'll look at these we'll look at elements of the hoplite meme army i don't want to ruin it too much but one second Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't know if you guys can see. Let's make this big. I don't want you to see it. If you can see what this is, this is my hoplite. If you can see there, uh, it's not going to focus. You see that that bad boy hoplite there with a particularly long bow. <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty nice, right? Um, Neil Impose is best, and Neil Impose is also pretty good. This guy. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see. Uh, it, this is a this is a this is a crossbow, uh, a, a long a long striking crossbow. Um, uh, there we go. It's a long striking crossbow, basically. Uh, put your hand behind it, help focus it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I can just I can just I can just change it. One second. One second. I'll make it so you can see a bit better. I had to move a lot of stuff around. There you go. See that? Um, hoplite, a long shooting arrow launcher. There you go. Now, chat. I printed six of these. Six of these with heads. Well, I've actually printed twelve, right? Uh, I, I mean, do I mean a far shooting arbalest? Correct. Correct. I, I should also tweet that I've always been a huge fan of. Um... <laughs> so I've printed six of these. Six of these. How much did they cost in resin? It's a question. 
how much do my six long strikes cost no no if you're cheating uh no no telling me if you know the answer um five quid interesting for six six okay see how you feel about it Four twenty. interesting okay so the answer is one pound eighty <laughs> so the dream obviously the dream is to uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> the dream is to put my put my six boys down now only you guys know this so when i tweet all this all these memes and shit no one else will know uh no one pound 80 one pound 80 um is to put these on the board and with my obviously my opponent's permission um just lift off their more crusher on the third turn and be like how much is that more crusher is it one pound 80 uh, per model, no, one pound eighty, one pound eighty four six, one pound eighty four six. Six of them cost one pound eighty. As a way to describe it, um, okay. Oh my god! <laughs> right, we're not finished though. We're not finished because it's. I have always been a fan of the hoplite theme, so we should get some other hoplites. And as we know, the Greeks were really into dragons. There you go. But here's one. I haven't stuck them together yet, so this is... Uh, there you go. The Greeks, super into dragons, as you can see. Uh, okay. Uh, this is all for a video that I'm making, right? Which is a secret. Um, I have done the math on how much the entire list is to print. So I'm going for a Nitroconis, three times six... Uh, I'm going for Nitroconis, three times six. This is only you guys know this. Nitroconis, three times six. Uh, oh, sorry. Nitroconis, three times two dragons, one solo dragon, six long strikes. Yeah? Okay. Uh, what war game are we proxies in? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to pro pro um, have affected in the Aether Wings. Oh, yeah. Actually, I printed 18 Aether Wings that are owls, but that cost me £1.20. Um... The uh, the price for each dragon is four pounds fifty. So if you want to run the math with me, it's nine pounds for two. It's going to be twenty-seven pounds uh, thirty-six pounds. So uh, thirty-six pounds for the dragons. Uh, that's for eight dragons, uh, and then it's going to cost me. Um, it's going to cost me for the rest of the list. It's going to cost me another further four pounds. So. Uh, how much does the printer cost? That's a great question. When it comes up in the video, that's going to have cost £450, so you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So it's going to cost me £510 for a Stormcast army. So then what I'm going to do is going to print a Daughters of Cain army with all the bows, uh, and then I'm going to print myself a couple of other armies for another 50 quid. Um, and then uh, uh, 2k armies south of £50 is bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically going to do Two thousand pounds worth of Age of Sigmar miniatures. Well, sorry, proxies, and I'm going to print them and paint them, uh, and they're going to be less than six hundred quid. Is the idea? Um, Hoplites in bikinis. Uh, yeah, so you can make uh, so you can make back that tawny winnings. Yeah, uh, take a step further and drop the bikini. <laughs> That's true. Uh, now, I got a question for the chat because this is the one. Like, because there's good when I do this, right? So if I send you £20, how many dragon can you send me, says Dave? Not many, because like, it is a consumable long-term. 
uh, and the dragon ogres actually cost quite a bit. They cost like six pounds each. I know because Colonel Cabbage just made me slice fucking 18 of them up for him, as had as a Munford. So there are two people already that want like 36 dragon ogres from me. Um, but like, how would you feel at a tournament if your more crusher got taken off? But the six log strikes will cost one pound 80. Like, it's just it's just a level of it's a level of terrorism that I've always wanted to reach, right? It's just perfect. Can you print can you print Dragon Long Strikes list for everyone in chat, please? <laughs> no, I can't. Because <laughs> it still takes ages. Um that might get Games Workshop to listen. <laughs> as long as they look good and not design theft, I'm fine. They're they're not. They're not design theft, are they? They're just dudes on dragons. Can't steal that. Um, those ones painted to a nice standard. I'd be quite happy. Yeah. Uh, what's the print time like? Oh, it takes a dragon. Actually, this is a prototype. This is a bit of a mistake. Uh, I made a mistake with this. The actual one prints with a scenic base and um, a scenic base on the bottom. As you can see, this one fits into one. Scenic base on. So all you have to do is attach the wings of the weapons. So build time isn't particularly long, which is nice. Um, Truth of the cost of my opponent's army isn't something I really consider. I'm just happy to play. I know, but some people are. That's the point, right? The Games Workshop stands are going to be very triggered. And last week they said that you couldn't print an whole army. I'm like, cool, I'm going to print four. Like, and then we're going to see what it is about. That's what it's going about. Is that a Tempest Dragon Protector? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Powered per tier. Invaluable. Invaluable. Um price of all the top, top list ranked that's really interesting honke 3d print all of the top lists and then it's taking me a while like like so i want to do like a proper youtube video about it so only you guys know that this video is coming so it's just an us thing and like no one online like sometimes like when i tweet i often forget like that none of these people listen to this show for four hours a day so they won't know what's coming like they won't know what's coming i am going to I'm going to put them on Facebook. I'm going to paint the whole thing up. I'm going to put pictures on Facebook groups. I'm going to go to tournaments with it. It is going to kick off, right? They are going to lose their shit. I'm going to be like told I can't go to an event. I'm going to make a rage video that I can't go to an event because people didn't like my theme. Like the whole time. The whole time, we're like, oh, I can't believe you're cancelling me because you don't like my theme. Like, my theme is, like, cool. Well, just because I don't like, you know, Roman Legionnaire vibes that you get from those, and I much prefer Greek hoplite vibes, right? My theme, right? It's my theme. How dare you? Um, Hydro Homies could spew the war all over this. It's going to be, yeah, you are bad for my events. <laughs> all right, but I got I got to print it. Uh, so it's going to take three more days to print because the dragons take nine hours each. Um, but then, and I've got to paint it, but my goal is to try and have it done very, very soon uh, because it should paint up pretty quick and pretty nice with a slap chop, I think. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. The big issue is me as a painter. It would be great if I had, if like there was like a pro painter who would like smash it out. Um, but ultimately, like it's going to have to be me. So if I can't make it look good enough, I won't put it on the stream basically or I won't do the thing. Um, the Ardeneth army is pretty done. Uh, I put them all on bases the other day. So the Idenath army's pretty finished. The Idenath army's finished, basically. I just haven't taken any pictures of it yet. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I need to print out one big miniature um, for the Idenath army, so that's all done. And the Seraphon army's pretty close to done. Pretty close to done, so... Um, it's good, yeah. 
good i'm glad you guys are excited for the spice because it's very good like this thing six of these being one pound 80 is i don't know what it is it's something about the fact that like they write a rule where just six of these can just delete a hundred pound model or can delete anything that just there's a certain level of like rage that that induces that is unscalable i think like when i tell people that this unit costs one pound 80 right it's gonna be i don't know what to tell you uh do you do you need to create things as well like as a printer so it's not just 450 printer or was that nice to have do you need to create things as well as the printer uh, yeah, like I'm going to put in all of the costs, right? So you've got isopropyl alcohol, uh, you've got gloves is another good example of something that you need. A mask is something you need. I'm going to put all the prices in. So when you do actually factor in all of the additional costs, printing the um, Stormcast army, it runs more than buying the Stormcast army. Printing the Stormcast army and the Daughters of Cain army runs half of what it costs to buy both from Games Workshop. Doing that, an Eidneth army and a Seraphon army makes it a quarter. I think maybe, I think even less than a quarter of running from Games Workshop, like buying it from Games Workshop, right? Yeah, Greek cast, things that are hard the resident is what I mean. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So that, yeah, there's a, thank you, Marion. There's a, an economy of scale. That doesn't take into effect, uh, take into account that obviously I've also printed loads of things. Anyway, long-term, Long term, I don't think, I mean, I don't know what a 3D printer would charge to print one of these, but maybe it would cost less than buying the dragons from GW, right? Um, ultimately, like the long strikes, because they're less resin, right? Because it's less resin means that stuff at this scale is infinitely cheaper than GW stuff. Like, you know, if I didn't do a dragon army and instead I did more of an annihilator army, I would make stuff that is so cheap. It's crazy. Like, and everyone's got options that right now. Um, out of interest, are uh, electrical costs high? No. No. No more than having a computer. I think schematics absolutely right. Um, about 30 quid to get done on Etsy for the Drakes I looked last week. About 30 quid to get done on Etsy. Is it for one Drake or two Drakes? Please. Uh, my Lunath army is going to be crazy cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my Ideneth army is super cheap as well. Um, my Seraphon army is cheaper, uh, a bit more expensive. That's because I went for big miniatures. Um, and eventually when I do, I think the Marathi and the Bow Snakes army will be super fucking cheap, like so crazy. Uh, the bottle I use for most of it is less than a single box. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but I want to encourage games to watch Predator Business Practice because they make such good games. <laughs> Their dragons are hollow. Yes, the dragons are hollow uh, as well. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd share with you because you're like, why the fuck does Rob keep talking about hoplites? Why does he keep tweeting about hoplites? That's the answer. Yeah. And especially poignant after this weekend because I think that's pretty funny. Uh, did you commission the STL files? No, they're just available on a Patreon that I follow. Uh, I got all of these STL files for the low, low price of, I think, £13.50 from Gamak Games. Um, in time, it would be interesting. It would be more cost-efficient to have your own printer or use a print service. It would definitely be more cost-effective to have your own printer. Okay? But I can see why people don't. Right? Like, but, like, what's the right way to describe it um it's just it's economy of scale like if you're just gonna build and paint one army ever it doesn't really work for you but if you're in the hobby long term it's a literal no-brainer in my opinion um a 3d print is like taking on a new hobby i don't know man 
Like, I don't have to learn much. I just stick it in, press go. Like, is it safe to do a 3D print in a small flat? I would try and find somewhere very, very well ventilated. Or if you're going to do it in a small flat, leave for the day and ventilate the room. So like leave your windows or something if it's safe to do so. Um, and then let it all go out, uh, I would say. Um, I keep hearing about stories about dialing in printers. Um, to a degree, but most people have done that online already, so they can just tell you. Uh, anyway, I also live in an apartment, yeah. Resin printing does not take a lot of effort. 3D editing, that's a whole new hobby. That's true. That's why you pay people for it. Anyway, anyway, let's not talk about that anymore. I just thought you'd be keen to know about the hoplite stuff. Let's get back to the elves, because I'm excited to talk about the elves, because uh, it's pretty fun. As you know, you got me reading three sculpts, but I just don't have the space. It's kind of cabbage, yeah. Um, I can get one, and I live in a flat, no fear. You've got it. Just make sure you get a mask, Mathmallow. Yeah, when you are using it and then just make sure you ventilate your house um you can also get stuff i printed so much for my black templars already i also found most 40k rosters online for free for the prices i bought was stl yeah uh do you just recommend people leave this uh no i'm saying leave the house with the windows open if it's safe to do so if it's safe like if you live in like a the third story of a building or oh, third's still pretty low 14th story of a building right um anyway anyway screw you how's your day uh okay right so uh eldari seldom do things by halves so sorry it's taken me a long while to do this but i just i couldn't wait to show you guys like i would advocate starting a 3d print syndicate in your local gaming group i would also advocate for that um like cabbage who's in the chat came down uh because he's super he's super hype about the new um uh super hype about the new oh god what they called uh beast of chaos and he was like oh rob clay beast creation have you got a, can you print me one of the dragon ogre shagos i was like yeah man like yeah and i did like i'm kind of like i guess my friend syndicate for 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 printing stuff basically thanks x-rack um those root stls are free though yeah i don't have a spare 3d printer i'm not sure it work out cost wise to rent one says gits and guts i don't think that would either but then like why doesn't your local gaming group get one that's the other thing that blows my mind why doesn't your local gaming group get a 3d printer between you right so where would a good place to find these kinds of stl files uh they're all on uh a printicate is what you could call it instead of a syndicate it could be a printicate thanks thanks babe um uh, <laughs> uh, Forge, uh yeah i'll make i'll make a video i'll make a video anyway we'll not talk about that now uh, my mini factory is yes right let's talk about eldar okay guided army is tougher what guided army is tougher the reactive thermo plus mash now grants aware a four up save without compromising flexibility wait if they got new armor what guardians have got a four up armor save as opposed to a five up armor save now Okay, likewise, the humble shuriken. You're going to be in a great mood all day because you're going to be slapping your troubles away with a slap shot. Now look. Um, pretty good, Eldar, yeah. Likewise, the humble shuriken catapults takes about guided defenders. These elegant uh, armaments now have longer range and more reliable armor pen. Someone's clearly sharpened the shurikens. Um, shuriken catapult. So wait, they've got Ren 1. They didn't have Ren before. Nice. Guiding defenders usually accompany heavy weapons platform. Combined with that, so what's the weapon platform? A serpent shield. Models in that unit have a five of invulnerable save against ranged attacks. Each ranged attack that is made against that unit of unmodified roll of one or two, the attack fails. <laughs> so they've almost got transhuman. 
on toughness three. Uh, I think when this codec lands and tower is settled in, the 40k scene will be a sad, grim place. I 100% agree. As I understand it, tower, but I think custodians are giga fucked as well, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, I'm currently sitting here building Craft Wars, half of Eldritch Omens. Gitly, it's all going up, baby. Defenders, uh, all guardians are trained to take and hold objectives, freeing up skill for aspect warriors. Uh, I don't think so, Rob. Oh, I thought custodians did super well over the weekend, though. I thought they did super, super well. In fact, while they're defending these objectives, both varieties get a neat bonus to help them drive off warriors in lesser civilizations. Saurians get their own weapon platform. Custodians can be played currently, yeah. Um, uh, while this unit is within range of an objective market, each time a model with this unit makes a ranged attack with a shuriken weapon, real hit roll of one, storm blades, storm guardians. Each time a model of this unit makes melee attack against enemy unit that's within range of any objective markers, reroll hit roll of one. But elves are slim, so less than £1.80. Oh boy. Oh boy, we could print the fuck out of an elf army. <laughs> Once people have worked out what they, they will drop some more. Okay. Um, while most craft worlds train their guardians as construct militia, drawn from artists and artisans in times of war, also maintains theirs as standing. Oh, wait, hold on. Many attack against an enemy unit that's within range of any objective. Let's reroll a hit roll of one. Okay. Fine. Uh, this imparts a famed Black Guardians with Disciple skill for access to their part-time comrades. Disciple discipline of the Black Guardians. The Black Guardians of Ulthway are professional soldiers that have a discipline skill exceeding that of their civilian counterparts in other craft worlds. Um, use this strategy in your shooting phase or fight phase when you select the Ulthway Guardians unit to shoot or fight. To the end of the phase, each time a model of that unit makes an attack, add one to that attack's hit rolls. Plus one to the attack's hit rolls. So plus one to hit. Use this stratagem. That's pretty good. Plus one to hit. And if they're nearer and if they're nearer objective, they're gonna be re-rolling once. Um so in Games Workshop World, elves are premium, but in 3D print world, elves are budget. I want to move worlds. <laughs> they're so cheap, man. Uh so wait, so what have we got from this? It's four up armor save. Uh, hits on a three, but you can get plus one to hit. So it's hitting on twos, rend one, uh, an AP one. So they've gained AP. Okay, they've gained AP. They've got plus one armor save. Um, thanks, Manfet, for following us. Hit on a two, reroll ones is nice. Yeah, great view of the future 40k. Just add Eldar in there in your set. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Eldar are going to be good, right? They'll be good. They've got a five up in vulnerable save on their troops. And. <laughs> And, and they've almost got transhuman. Uh, got to be the Ultimate Subfaction for plus one to hit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Eldar Subfaction for plus one to hit. Wow. Overall, oh, he's still knackered. He's been knackered all day. Uh, Crisis Necron Warrior. Damn good, yeah. It's, sounds very good, is all I'm going to say. Mm. I am shook. <laughs> let's just put it that way shall we I am shook at the moment uh, only the Mellow variant gets the shield if that matters any oh it does it does um, super matters only the Mellow Melly variant gets the shield that's actually really important uh, could you maybe do a good on how to find STL files I'm looking for my manufacturer but I have no idea what to look for horses I'm gonna I'm going to do a video as part of my 
hoplite video which i'll be making for youtube uh i will include all of these things in a short and condensed format if that helps you out but basically go on my mini factory and then just go to a bunch of different designers like all the files just go to any of the good designers like there are loads of them like uh scroll for hours yeah you've got loads you've got loads to look at there's too much stuff there's too much stuff out there uh uh, new 40k book comes out it's likely to be very strong yes uh it's gonna be very good but whatever like whatever all right uh that's it for to this lovely valentine's day day uh chat uh uh so uh like this is it for today this is all we've done uh, which is good. I will uh, ask a bunch of the other people. Uh, I'm going to ask Math Mallow to do an interview. Uh, I'm going to ask to interview some of the other people as well. Thursday, don't forget, is the start of Total War. Um, it will be Total War Day. So I'm pretty hyped for that. Uh, so get get excited. Uh, looking forward to doing that. Uh, it's been fun hanging out with you guys today. Thanks for chatting. Uh, the AOS show is not on tonight. Uh, all of the AOS crew... Uh, have left me alone. They've all got partners who they wish to spend the evening with. Uh, and so uh, I will. there will be no AOS show. I know. I, I apologize. I apologize. Um, so I am, uh, I'm taking the evening off. Uh, like, that uh, sounds like cheating. I agree. Can't they share Nathan? <laughs> no, F's, F's in the chat. I apologize. Um, but AOS painting show, maybe. Uh, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but it's been lovely. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. What to tell you? It's a day of love. It's a day of love. Uh, yeah, and I'll probably just spend the evening just staring at pictures of uh, Suggs on Twitter or something, or try and try and try and try and like one of her tweets, something like that. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you all. Uh, like I know, F's in the chat. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for being great. Love you loads. See you soon. Bye bye.